Well, the movie professors are finally back in action, coming to you live from Sada City Studios in Las Vegas, Wisconsin. You got uh, G. <laughs> we got Professor T, uh, JB Hams, JB Bourbon, whatever you want to call me. Looks like something else today. That's, well, it's going to be old style, JB old style today. We got some Heilman's old style. JB OG. Yeah, it's a classic lager, and it's made of sparkling spring water, so you know it tastes good every time. That's good for you too. It's making a comeback. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna be drinking tonight, and then just if you're not familiar with old style, sounds like <sighs> old style. <laughs> mm, that's good. What do you got, Professor T? That sounded like you, you got nothing but foam on that, but uh, this is from the Gathering Place Brewing Company. I don't even know where they're located, but they get this Packer graphics uh, quarterback on the uh, can throwing a football. State of Wisconsin. The background says "Carry the G." Cream ale. Right, let's go. Cream ale. I'm just gonna pour it out and let it sit a little. We get that head going. So what was that called? Care of the G there? Care of the G. And then you got Bart Star on the can itself. It could be Bart Star. It could be uh, John Mikowski. I'm not. I'm not sure. Magic Man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Brett Favre. You know, it could be that guy. Who knows? So we got. We got a. Um, Got a theme today for uh, for the show for everybody. Mm-hmm. That was uh, what is this? Two months in the making. Yeah, two months in the making. So yeah, we had a so originally we had it all lined up in September. We had an unfortunate um, thing we had to deal with, uh, so that kind of pushed it back. So here we are. Um, we're gonna do our top twenty favorite football movies of all time, followed by our top favorite twenty fa- favorite football players. Um, who knows? Who could be? Could it be Brett Favre? Could it be? Barry Sanders, we don't know. Spoiler alert, mm-hmm. you'd be the judge, you know. Right. Could be Richie Incognito. I don't know. Oh, you, I, I highly doubt that. I, I did it. Top twenty uh, felons that were in the league, but yeah. Uh, we also got a uh, special uh, participant, uh, one of our friends, Double J, Josh Dobbs Johnson, um, gave us his list too. So we'll read off uh, ours, and then uh, we'll read off his and play. He'll, he'll play along. And so see. we got interactive fan edition, and also if you'd like to take part in one of our upcoming shows. Or a chance, maybe, because next month we got our way too hot for December. <laughs> We're going to melt some ice. A December to remember. With our top with 50. With remember. Yeah. We're going to have the hard titles mm. with the, um. our top 50 porn spoofs, if you will. I think um, Santa Claus is coming to town. Yep. Yeah. But spelled completely differently. Addition. Right. Yeah. Like C-U-M. So, yeah, if you're... It's a sick humor, a good way to go with the bang for the year, so that's what we're doing. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, when, our, when our season comes to conclusion, that's when we're going to do our top 50 porn movies. It's all in good fun, so we're going to take a regular movie, or any kind of movie, and then we put it into a, 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 an adult twist to it, but it's based on that movie. Mm-hmm. You kind of alter the title to yeah. sound the, like it was uh, the, maybe on the... Remember when you go into the... Well, they don't have any more, but you go into Blockbuster, the video store, and they got that secret room? <laughs> Family video has the Where same you're thing. Where you're always looking. Yeah. You're looking to see if anyone's looking and then you kind of just duck back there. <laughs> it's kind of like that meme where you see like that gif with Homer disappearing into the bushes. Kind Dude, of I do that all the time. Yeah, but, I'm always in the bushes. Yeah. So, yeah but so, that's where the best pineapple is. So. Yeah. You got to be careful pineapple because you might get a scar. That's true. This cream ale is pretty good. So, Thanks. Carrying the G. Yeah, so if you want to maybe throw some suggestions or be a part of the good laughs for the December to remember or... December, um, whatever you want to call it, December, a get your hand off my member. Mm-hmm. You can email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com, M-O-V-I-E-P 
P-R-O-F-E-S-S-O-R-S at gmx.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, also, I'll quick check our mailbox here. See if we got any fan mail in. <laughs> I highly doubt we got anything from Aisha Gaddafi. Never know. I want to give a quick shout out too, too. So um, I got a, two shout outs. I got I had a, two relatives pass away in the past two weeks, but they both love football, so this is perfect timing. So two weeks ago, I lost my aunt Patty. She was a saint. Uh, she was a Irish lady. She was a Saints fan. No, no, she wasn't a Saints. Who that? No, she was. Um, <laughs> she lived in Illinois, but I think she she was. I'd say green and gold for sure, mm. definitely. She but college football. I remember her she, growing up. She always loved her college football. She, I don't think she could pick one team. Obviously, Wisconsin kind of buy it, but she liked watching all the teams and stuff, and that um, was pretty cool. And then obviously my grandma just passed away a couple of days ago. So shout out to Grandma Linda. This mm. whole style is for you. So um, Grandma Linda. So she uh, probably the most diehard Packers fan that I, anybody I've ever known. So her whole like in her house before she had to get put in assisted living because of health declining and living with my mom for a little bit. But anyways, she had this whole wall of Packer memorabilia set, like all sorts of shit. I know something was like some, there's a cutout, I think from, I don't know if it was from the Super Bowl or some turf or something. She had such random stuff in there, but it was a lot of cool high dollar like memorabilia. So nice. And that's why for her funeral coming up in two weeks, we're wearing green and gold. So Uh yeah, and then her grandma. So Uh yeah. So looking at our mail here, though, quick. Let's see here. No, we got nothing in there. Let's check our spam. Nope, just the nothing in spam other than that our email account's going to be terminated. So, oh, I don't. Yeah, clickbait. So, <laughs> all right. So, anything you want to add, Professor T, before we get started? Um. <clears throat> Well, do you want to do our... Do we, can, to... we can do the over-unders quick, too, yeah. while we're at it. And then, so let's say, you know, because obviously... Um, I don't know, should we, cause we got, should we count matches for football players, too? Count them with the movies? Yep. So there's a chance for two points, yep. really, per we'll have, square. We'll almost have... Uh, well, not per square, but we'll have, like, per, per. double uh, matches. So, like, what movie matches and what player matches. Because they could be separate. They don't have to be the exact number, like, oh, my number six movie and player matches with your movie but you don't have the player like but if you have so, the player at a different number, match that still counts we'll count okay we'll count, we'll count so it. realistically we could have so, 40 do a movie match but we're not gonna have 40 so okay so and the player match and if you hear us line up our matches you could hear back 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 gone <laughs> or, <laughs> Or maybe. Blue 58! Blue 58! Go! That's Brett Favre. Yep. Or Madden. I was trying to do our Madden sounds, but for Madden wise, for a golden match, it was really hard to find a good, like, Madden sound because it was just really hard for me to record it. So all I got was. (laughs) Boom. That's all I could get for Madden. And then if you played Tecmo Bowl back in the day, or Tecmo Super Bowl, I got. Where when you change a player, it's like the play would not start until you stop at the button. Yep. So dang, that brings back memories. I just had a flashback. Yeah, you just played that. <laughs> like I, mean, I remember, like with regular Tecmo Bowl, like you could uh, with the with the Raiders. Like, speaking of Raiders, so Professor Tiga's his Raiders gear on with the Raiders because Bo Jackson was in that game. Bo Jackson, you cannot tackle. Unstoppable. Bo knew Tecmo like no mm-hmm. other. Like, Too fast. And you would touch him and you'd go flying off. Like, you could stiff arm him. If you were, like, you could run it back every time with Bo Jackson. Right. It was insane. 
Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he was um, he was unstoppable. And then the Niners as a, as a team were... Uh, well, because that, that was a golden era for I mean, them. You, yeah. Jerry Rice. You throw a 100-yard pass to Jerry Speaking Rice. Raiders connection right there, too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, although, uh, yeah, he, he didn't spend a lot of years in the Raiders, and he was on the kind of uh, back end of his career, but still part of the franchise, so, even though he had grown his hair out at that time. And I remember, too, for the success for that, because there was Tech Mobile and there was Tech Super Tech Mobile, mm-hmm. or whatever it was, the second one, mm-hmm. where he had Brett Favre in that one and Sterling Sharp. So what you do is, like, you do the same play almost every time because, like, the defense wouldn't cover him half the time, and, like, you could throw the whole length of the football field and get, like, ridiculous, like, 300, 500 yards passing. <laughs> So uh, yeah, that was a good time. And all, um, just when you said that, the whole thing about the passing, uh, the Dolphins were really good mm-hmm. in the uh, original Tech Mobile too. Oh, cause you got yeah, Dan Marino. Dan Marino, and you had the uh, Marks brothers, Mark Duper and mm-hmm. Mark Clayton. Mark Clayton, who also didn't he play for the Packers at one time later? Thought he had some ties to Green Bay. I don't Bay. know. That's a question for our fans to call in or email us at movieprofessors.gmx.com. Oh no, movieprofessors at gmx.com. Exactly, but this email's got me uh, already spinning out, so. Yeah, maybe if they want a quick answer while we're doing this. Did Mark Clayton pay for, play for the Packers? Question mark. Yeah, get to reach out. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's our, what's our numbers going to be for matches here? For movie matches, I'm going to go with uh, we'll go with three. Oh, you're being pretty cautious, huh? I am. Three movie matches, okay. So I'm going to go. Well, Josh is playing too, so. Josh Dobson. Yeah. So I got to. And I'm already looking at his list, so I, I, I've, I've seen it, so I'd be cheating if I... So All right. I'll let you go with... Um, I'm, gonna, like I'm, I'm leaning on seven, but I, I used to be a Cowboys fan as a kid, and then but I jumped around a lot of teams, a little spoiler, but I think because I, I like Troy Aikman as a kid, I got a Troy Aikman jersey, so primetime, all that, I love the Cowboys, because the 90s Cowboys were awesome, but... And then uh, I switched to liking the Broncos, a couple of years later, after Aikman, yeah, because of John Elway, yes. I, I, had, I had a big John Elway thing. I liked him, and then I became. I think I kept jumping. To, I think I learned as I grew up in life that uh, I think it was more the players. I got certain players I like, and that's why I liked the team then. Because I liked Randy Moss too as a kid, because I just dude was unstoppable. He had just ridiculous catches he'd throw or make, and then his shenanigans. So I had a Randy Moss jersey. So I Vikings fan for a number of years, wearing Viking stuff, and then. Uh, I got a little more wires and mature as I got older, and I was like, okay, Packers, man. I got to support the home team. Um, however, I've been in Cleveland forever for baseball, and then the last probably unofficially 10 years, probably. I've been in the closet for 10 years as a dog pound fan, too, for the Browns. It's okay because it's a different conference. You say what you want. The Browns and Packers never be in a Super Bowl, so I'm not freaking worried about it. So. Yeah, well, hope for the best. Nothing for the best of the Packers, but you know, at heart, I got they got the Peyton Hillis jersey, throwback jersey on yeah, here. So say, uh, he's over here. He, he came. He came into the South City Studios looking like he's straight out of the Dog Pound. pound. <laughs> dog Pound, shut it down. Got a, he's got his hat on. He's got jersey. He's got Peyton Hillis jersey. Probably nobody's got one of those, but yeah, and Peyton Hillis officially uh, uh, stitched in uh, China, mm-hmm. the good side, and then he had a Cleveland Brown sweat uh, sweatshirt on. So he's a real fan. And Peyton Hillis, he uh, dude's a hero in real life too. I'm surprised you didn't wear any eye black. Yeah. Oh yeah, I should. <laughs> or I gotta like have the big old uh, neck brace thing on or whatever, you know. For... <laughs> that neck roll. Yeah. Because yeah. and then he had the bulldog helmet for like the because it was like that for the guard. It looked like it was. I think it was called the bulldog for like the style of face mask too. Yeah. Dude was a bulldog, but. Yeah. 
Should have so gave him an underbite. Yeah, was it last year? He Yeah, he saved his kids drowning or something like that in the pool. Ended oh. up in the hospital, ICU, like in a coma. And he actually came out of it. But so, mm. dude's a hero. Yeah. yeah. All right, so anyways, enough going on a squirrel on tangents. But uh, so I'm gonna, I decided I'm going to go with eight movie matches for us. Mm-hmm. Eight, because of Troy Aikman. Yeah. I used to like, well, I don't like Victor, is he too? Like, I, cause I thought he was a stud. Just, I wasn't a Falcons fan, but I just like, dude was like, he was tearing up defenses the way he just ran the field. And he didn't throw for a lot of yards, but he could just rip them up by running. Fuck and, that guy. Yeah, and then the whole him with the dog thing. And then it's like, yep, never mind. I don't want that jersey anymore. Mm-hmm. I hope you burned it. Um, I did actually. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, player matches? Mm. Yeah, player matches. Um, Man, maybe I should do this backwards. <laughs> Probably won't have the same player matches, but I'm gonna go five player matches. So okay, so you're saying? Whoops! I, when I put eight, I put Troy down, thinking of Troy Aikman. <laughs> That's all right. So well, you got three name. for Professor T. He has three. I have eight for movie. You said five for players. Mm-hmm. Five for players, and then I'm gonna go with um, so make a column for movies, make a column for players. So I'm gonna go with uh, seven for players. Mm-hmm. Solid. So we're gonna go into the break here real quick, and then uh, we'll get back. So if you want to get a, your favorite beverage or play along, and we'll be on the clock when we come back. Mm, yep. Press the gmx.com. And the movie professors are back in action to bring you their top 20 football movies with their top 20 favorite football players of all time. Professor T, you want to take the first snap? Yep. Mm. I'll take the first uh, snap, mm-hmm. uh, first and 10. And then I'm, I'll read mine, then I'll read, I'll read Josh's too. If I can read it. God damn. Yeah, well, it's beautiful handwriting. It's just. Yeah, it's beautiful handwriting, small. but the, that font is straight out of the mm. same typewriter that Jack Nicholson used. Mm hmm. Hashtag shining. Curly Lambo. Number <laughs> Ooh. Oh, shit. Almost spilled my beer. Mm-hmm. Number 20. For me, my movie, North Dallas 40. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good pick, dude. That's a... That's a that's, oh, that's like one of them off-the-radar sleeper picks. Ready. Right it's there. a little... Uh, it's a little dated. Mm-hmm. You know? We're talking like 1975 or some shit, so... Actually, 79, I think, but... Uh, I'm looking at Josh's list. He doesn't have it. What? I, I might sound like an idiot, but if I'm mistaken with that movie, wasn't it Chris Christopherson on that movie? No, it was, it was Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. <laughs> and it was like one of them, like, the names, like, wow. Yeah. Um, it was loosely based on uh, a real Dallas Cowboys uh, wide receiver. He wrote a book about his uh, story about football and his life and all that kind of stuff, and then they turned it into a movie. But instead of using the Dallas Cowboys, I don't know if there was some... Like the Cowboys didn't want their team and all that to be portrayed like that, so they just turned it into like a minor league mm-hmm. football, like a A level football or whatever. But everyone on the team's like smoking and drinking and all that. It's kind of like I don't know, like a bull drum of football. I guess. No, I like that. That's all. Yeah. So um, yep, yeah, that was um, that was my my movie. And then for the number twentieth player, this guy statistically not. 
numbers aren't off the charts or anything like that, but the impact when he played, um, and he's he's similar to the person that your uh, jersey is uh, right right now. But when he when he ran the ball, man, he was a fucking bowling ball. I think I know who you got. Well, Mike Allstadt. Yeah. Well, I had well, it's not a match, so like a gold I, match. But I, I got so right. Looking here, though, I do have a match for Mike Allstadt. He's number three. Obviously, it's not like. <laughs> I just for you? yeah, where I put him on three, I put him for number three. Okay. Oh, I guess I, I yeah, I get. Because for me, like for these all these, because they got how many different positions here, and it's like I can't rank them like how I want. To. Like movie wise, I can rank them how I want because how I like the movie. But players, because there's so many different positions and stuff, I'm like I can't like pick. Oh, that's my for sure my number three. No, he could be my number one, possibly. Mm-hmm. He's not, but I, I I'd say realistically, he's probably my top three to be honest. though, because dude's a fucking tank. Yeah. He would just like just lower them shoulders. Boom. Boom, yeah. and for the for his size, good hands, mm-hmm. fast. You got a couple of rookie cards of his. Yeah, go hold on to them, man. They're probably worth about seven dollars, maybe. If I'm lucky. Well, yeah, you're right, but I'm like, like I said, his 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 career not not that long or anything like that. But you got a Super Bowl ring, dude. When he was in there, damn. I thought he got a Super Bowl ring. Well, Bucks. yeah, he yeah he got a Super Bowl ring, but I mean, he didn't play very long. No, he didn't. Well, yeah, so speaking of which of this, we had some really good um, heartfelt um, back and forth um, conversation. Between our <laughs> that burp was brought to you by... Carry the G. Carry the G. Carry the B. Yep, that was incomplete. I'm also drinking out of the can like a real old G. Like old me. Style. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, we, had, like, we had some good stuff that was like, I wish we were recording, but it was all heartfelt. But we were talking about the NFL players, uh, the average life cycle for NFL player. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Now I burped there. That's the first time I finally burped on this show. Old style. Old style. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. So who did? Uh, how, what were you saying? Was it seven to ten years? You were saying? I was saying when I was doing some uh, my player research, I was uh, kind of surprised at some of the players' numbers. Um, if you look at longevity, yeah, their numbers are great, but that's because they had fifteen plus years in the league. Where <laughs> someone else, their numbers aren't great, but they only had between you know seven to ten years. And maybe if you, it's hard. to when it's, yeah, that's all hypothetical, but if you would take that player with the lesser num- amount of numbers and double them compared to what the guy who's in the Hall of Fame and who the one who's always ranked in, you know, higher, you know, like they're, they would be right there if not better than them. So sometimes it's uh, on the surface, the players, you know, they don't look like they're the same or one's better than the other, but when you start looking at numbers, you know, you have to kind of think, well, maybe if, if he had the time in the league that this one player did, then he might have been better than that player so i was going to get into specifics when we start naming some of these players okay, but that's something i was going to add too so mike Allstott was a fullback a little bit underappreciated position uh, kind of a hybrid fullback you know because yeah. he was catching out of the backfield like remember tom rathman yeah <laughs> throwback <laughs> <clears throat> they don't have covid don't worry but i was saying yeah I was t- when we're talking about because he said seven to ten years average right so number wise too so but that running back though is generally, if you're lucky, it's five years. Yeah. Because they take so many hits, you can hit all the time. So, like, like you, they could retire the league, have a built upper body like a, like a beast, but under, like the legs underneath look like they're like a six-year-old guy, just because they're so beat up all the time. So it's a, definitely a hard game to play, and also, which is ridiculous, nobody teaches these guys financial literacy whatsoever for the contracts you get, because um, every week you're paid every week. So. Um, 
I can break it down later if we want. Uh, maybe for fun, I'll quiz Professor Like, Give me a player, we'll look at his contract, and I'll tell you how much he makes a week and stuff. Because they get paid weekly minus the bye week. And then that's it. And then you get, uh, if you, there's some incentives, if you get the playoffs, but it's not much. It's like a couple hundred thousand or something if you get to the playoffs per game. And the Super Bowls, like an actual, maybe, I don't know. It's not much, so, for, so pretty much you get all your meat and potatoes throughout the weeks and stuff. But me rambling on and on here. So, yeah, like I said, these guys have no financial literacy skills whatsoever. It's crazy. Let's say on average, like, I don't know. I think I, I think I, when I did, the, like, looking at, let's say, a guy like Aaron Rodgers' contract, he's, like, raking in, like, 300000 a quarter or something. No shit. I know that that's more of an expensive contract, but, like, some of these guys, like, obviously you get a third of that, let's say. You know, but, you know, probably most players, you get a couple grand a quarter, to be honest with you. So that's, let's say you're making 10000 a game. I'm being very, like, um, generic here because it could be a lot more. So at least 10000 a game, or game, right? Easy, or a quarter, probably. So it tends to like you're making about 40k a game on average. So times like 18 weeks minus the bye week. So and it's like these guys have no idea how to like save this money whatsoever. Because if you and me who are not used to having big money, guarantee you we'd have a hell of a savings account. Because like I can have everything I want and not live too large. But these guys blowing everything right away and they become penniless, homeless, drug addicts. It's sad. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. JB coming at you with the numbers. The number brought to you by Old Style. Yeah, so maybe later if I want in the show, if we can remember, I'll we'll take a contract and I'll break it down and tell you exactly how much they make a quarter or a minute and if we'll have some fun later maybe. But uh-huh. So what, do, what did uh, Josh Jobson have for their number 10? For his number um, number 20. Um, or he, he did 20. He did. Okay. And I'm looking at his players here. It looks like he added two two extra ones. Oh. He's got 22 players but 20 movies. But, All right, well, uh, it's okay. More chance for a match. Mm-hmm. So his number twenty movie, he's got uh, American Underdog. Uh, he got me right in the Achilles, dude. Really? American Underdog. I got it for number seven. Damn. So you got that movie? No, no, I don't. I watched it. I, I um, yeah, it was it was just okay. It didn't it didn't really. Mm. I mean, I guess because I wasn't really a big Kurt Warner fan, but let's put a little dash here because that's hashtag greatest show ter- on turf. But I thought it was a wonderful story, though. Come on, man. Dude was working at Hy-Vee, even though. We all know the story before they Hollywood took over it, but that's pretty much he's you know begging begs the high V. He went to school at Northern Iowa before that. Just dude passed his prime, really, you know. Somebody sees him somewhere, just doing Kurt Warner things. Got that big contract with the Rams. I mean, I thought it was a cool story though. It from, is from nothing to something. So it still gives you hope when you're over thirty. <laughs> well, I think bagging groceries probably helped them, you know, yeah. it's like the hand-eye coordination and shit, because you don't want to put the hard stuff oh, on Man, what do you want? Paper bread. or plastic? Paper or plastic? Okay, bread. Bread brown. You know, like maybe he's got that, you know, or like, all right, oh, milk. No bag. You know. Right. <laughs> but like, you know. Produce. Plastic he's bag. He's not going to grab the bread yeah. and then put the fucking soda on top of the bread because then it'll smash it. So, I mean, you see, he knows how to handle his bags. Hand-eye coordination, um, you know, organization skills, probably pretty good. So. He knows how to handle the produce. Exactly, salami. <clears throat> so, and who did he have for a player? There? His player, so um, looks like his uh, number 22 player, he had Randy Moss. And uh-huh. then, um, I'm just going to, because he, 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 uh, he added two extra. So, okay, we'll do one more than quick, I guess, otherwise. Um, 
And then in 21, he had, uh, <laughs> dang, he's got Dan Marino for 21. I don't have Dan Marino at all. I do. You do? All right. Do you, do you have Randy Moss at all? Um, <clears throat> no. No, you don't? No. All right. So, yeah, I have Randy Moss. So, so with his list, I guess I get a. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do our totals for uh, for the matches because it's gonna get too crazy for me. So, I did have Randy Moss. All right. So then for me, for number twenty, finally we're to number twenty. <laughs> this one, this is a movie I kind of watched this on a whim on Paramount Plus, and I'm like, I like I don't know if I want to like. I don't know, I just said, well, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. I got 80 for Brady. Oh, Jesus Christ. With, the, with all the Those old ladies. ladies. Yeah, it was actually hilarious. I thought, you know, you got Sally Field. You got, I think, was it Hanoi Jane's in that movie, too, I think. Jane Fonda, or one of the Fonda chicks. Mm. But, uh, so, it's, I how I classify it, it's like the hangover meets, like, the old people type thing or like an old per people hangover type of movie. Like Golden movie. Girls? Yeah, like Golden Girls like if they hang, if they, they made a hangover movie with the Golden Girls theme thing bam 80 for Brady. So they're like the they're like these ladies are a big it's based on a true story though they're like big uh, Patriots fans they love Tom Brady you think he's God you think he's God but uh so they're from Boston I'm taking it. Yeah I, so somewhere in Massachusetts maybe I don't think they're from Boston but I said do the accent. So anyways, they uh trying to win tickets to go to the Super Bowl. And uh like they keep doing all these calls to this radio show or this podcast trying to get the tickets and supposedly win the tickets, allegedly. And then the one person that won them that was nice because she had cancer or something like that and she wanted to be able to see, you know, Tom Brady in the Super Bowl kind of thing. So they make their way down to uh I think it was Texas or whatever the Super Bowl was. Yeah, I think it was in Dallas. No, not Dallas. She wore the Super Bowl that year at the Miami? Patriots. Oh, where was it? Not important. Not, not important. But okay. uh, anyways, so uh, but the funny thing is, one of the girls that a part of that group of girl ladies for like the gold girls, if you will, she's in a nursing home, right? And they had to break her out and stuff. And then she actually took some sleep, like somehow got stuck with sedated with some medic, or they, I think they had to sedate with her with medication, sneak her out or something. It was just stupid funny, but I actually laughed quite a bit. And it did have a good message and stuff like that. And then you had. Uh, couple player appearances like you got Rob Gronkowski and stuff so <laughs> speaking of which so in the first pick of the movie professor's podcast I got Rob Gronkowski tight end New England Patriots and that's your okay that was your number 20 player too yeah do you have Rob Gronkowski I do not have Rob Gronkowski good player mm-hmm Dude, know how to party. I'm looking at Josh's. He doesn't have Gronk either. All right. So so far we got one player match then. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. <clears throat> back to me. Uh, oh no, I'll go. Yeah, back to me. <clears throat> Hard to do with the three. I'm gonna. Yeah, the three, three fatal three way. Yeah. Three. Yeah. I need I more beer. Should, should I save this for December? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. What do you? Oh, American Underdog. That would be a porn. <laughs> American underdog. American un- underdoggy style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, RB. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> See? Yeah. Okay, let's reel back in. Number 19. Movies uh, Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. 
Ain't no mountain. You think football's fun? You think football's fun? Is that why you're smiling? Like Denzel Washington? That was great. Oh, you think it's fun? Actually, I do. Want to run it again? We're going to run it again. Offense, defense. I got to remember the Titans. You do? I got it for number 11. Uh, dang. Well, uh, Josh has it for number 8. And where do you, and you got it for I have now? it for 19. Oh, we got a three-way match. Let's three go. Three-way. Fatal three-way. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, for my player, n- probably neither one of you will have this guy in there, but uh, a little older from the 70s, um, played for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Jack Lambert. That's a good pick. My middle linebacker. Yeah, I was like, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I like certain types of players. Uh, obviously, I mean, to me, 70s football was like the best era for football. Franco Harris, man, you know. Oh, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Immaculate reception. I, you know, he, he ruined the Oakland Raiders' chance to go back to the Super Bowl. So yeah. I, can't, uh, I can't praise that, that play. But Jack Lambert, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Great linebacker. They don't, they don't make linebackers like that anymore. No. And he was only like uh, 215 pounds. He was 6'4". That's tiny, really, for, for a linebacker. Yeah. Well, he had the, he had the height, he had but weight-wise, though, that's... Yeah. Yep, he had the height. He's like 20 pounds light. Yeah. And he used to smoke cigarettes in the locker room, and he didn't work out at all. You know, he's like, uh, whatever. Um, all the stars that they had on that defense, I mean, the steel curtain defense, they were, they were stacked. And the one player that, like, was... You know, like the most memorable is Jack Lambert from that defense. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, like people will say Joe Green and stuff like that, but Jack Lambert was the one, like the nucleus of that defense. And he was a tough bastard, too. I guess that's just like, you know, smoking a cigarette, you're just. Fucking front teeth are all gone and shit. No. <laughs> they used to call him Dracula on cleats. Yeah. Because he only had just like yeah. <laughs> two teeth. Drinking a brewski at halftime, probably. Drinking a beer, smoking a cigarette, you know. That's old old school. No, I like the old school pick there. Mm-hmm. Here I am drinking out of the can again. Like I'm watching you over there with yeah. the old style. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, gotta do another one. I thought I heard a crack, but So that was a three way match, did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah, so remember the Titans. Yeah, so that movie that brought us uh what do you call it? Like uh it was a positive movie for Disney. Well, like the whole like race thing, I guess. Oh, yeah. In- inter- intermingling or integrating, whatever the word you want to call it. Racial segregation. Yeah, I, I think probably Denzel Washington's my favorite guy in the movie. Oh <laughs> gosh. So, all right, then I guess oh, that, that quarterback was pretty good. I mean, they went to one if if uh, old Golden Boy didn't come in from California. Yeah. <laughs> So then I'll use my player, I guess, for number 11. What? So obviously, since you know we had the match here for the movie, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my player from that line, too, so I don't forget it. Oh. So in the second round of the movie, Professors, JB Oldstyle picks wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers and Oakland Raiders, Jerry Rice. You just took my number one. <laughs> I mean, we're not really ranking the players, but he was. Oh, I see. I yeah. wrote him down as, as number one. I got Jerry Rice. 
Josh has Joey Rice as his number two. That was like a three-way, man. Mm -hmm. Good pick. Yep. So what does Josh have for his number 19? Um, Josh Jobson. He's got Bruce Smith. No, I'm talking about the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. This carrying the G's got that. Yeah, got you thinking all goofy. He's got uh, the replacements for his number 19 pick. And I have that one as my number 17. <laughs> you got me again. You know how, okay, so I had American Underdog for number seven, right? Yeah. He's taking you out. The top. Uh, number six. Shane Falco with the replacements. Mm -hmm. oh, got me again. That was a good movie. Not this guy. Before I forget, um, because you mentioned Jerry Rice, I wanted to go back because I had some. I had a stat quote. Well, let's, let's hear. Let's hear Jerry Rice stat quote. Yeah. So this was one thing that I was looking at um, when I was looking at some players. I was writing down like their their main stats, ones that you know people look up and say, "Well, how many touchdowns he got? How many receiving yards? How many uh, catches? And all that kind of shit." For Jerry Rice, who is considered to be the goat for receivers and pretty much all NFL, like, standard players. Played 20... <laughs> played 20 years. Carry the G. 20 years in the league. He had 15, uh, 1,549 receptions, 22,895 yards, and 197 touchdowns. The touchdowns is the big, is the big one. I mean, the fucking guy was a scoring machine as a receiver. So I compared him because one of my favorite receivers growing up was Sterling Sharp, mm -hmm. who had his career cut short. Injury, but, but he played seven years, and in that seven years, when you compare, uh, and I'm not good at math. You're 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 the, you're the math guy, but Sterling Sharp seven year numbers look like this: seven years, 595 receptions, 8,134 yards, and 66 touchdowns. I think if you took he those numbers, been, oh, if what? you doubled and tripled those numbers to get to 20, it would be 21 years. But he would he would pass Jerry Rice in every category except the touchdowns. Yep, that's. And my math could be wrong, but so I mean, what, I did, did, what do you have for touchdowns? I there? carried my one, and I still came up with. So we, had, we had seven years, right? Seven years. And he the, had sixty-six touchdowns in seven years. So sixty-six, yeah. So sixty-six doubles. Now yeah, he might beat him. It'd be close on touchdowns. It'd be close. It's like a horse apiece, really, to be honest with you, because mm -hmm. he got an extra three seasons. Because we're at. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be, what could have been? I know. But I've did, I, in, I, what you were hinting on earlier about talking about stuff is like, you know, some guys just get that break, you know, where, man, they, they get hurt or their, their career just, they just didn't get that longevity that other players didn't. But I think if, if, if they were given that chance, they probably could have been. Sterling Sharp is one of those guys, every year he's talked about, should he be in the Hall of Fame for, and they're like, well, he didn't play long enough. And it's like, well, but... If he had, and he did what he did in the short a period of time that he did, yeah. No, without a doubt. It was looking like he was probably going to be a Hall of Famer for a fucking no doubt Hall of Famer. That's a. So, and there's more where that came from. So I just did the replacements because he had that for his number 19. Yep. All right, so I won't read my number six guy because I haven't read my number seven guy yet, so I'll, I'll leave my players off. We're good there. All right, so finally, 20 minutes in here, because <laughs> we got all the football knowledge. Mm -hmm. We've been probably been more organized if we got to do it like two months earlier, but stuff happens. Anyways, so number 
19, it's a, uh, what's his name? Andy Dick movie. Mm-mm. Like, it was, like, fucked up, funny and wrong, but I couldn't stop. It's like a train wreck, but it was kind of funny. I got number 19, Division Three, Football's Finest. Have you ever seen that movie? No. <laughs> so it's like a, like a Division Three college or something. Yeah, well, obviously, Division Three college just has it written in. And they're like, this team just is, they're not really good at all. And um, the coach is Andy Dick, who is uh, just, uh, he's, how do I describe this? I think it's like it's like a guy from the getting arrested an episode of cops trailer trashy like walmart wish.com type coach he's just crude and has no people skills and the guy's fucking retarded pretty much but uh yeah and then there, there was a story about him in the movie too like where he uh, drugged a bunch of kids and there was like some scrutiny <laughs> with that yeah because that's right because they fired the coach i think before him and then they hired him however at this school but yeah and then there was like the controversy but it turns out like like, he's just that dumb, and he's not crazy, or not, like, a, intentionally. So I gave a bunch of kids, I guess, I found out in this movie, GHB, thinking it was going to make them stronger and tougher for, like, their peewee football or Pop Warner. Uh-huh. That it just drugged them really bad and made them sick. <laughs> it's stupid. But they had a, had a, good, they had a good, good story to it, though, too, with the quarterback who, like, the kid is kind of, he kind of gives me, like, Moxham vibes. Remember, um, maybe a movie to be named. Okay, Varsity Blues, possibly could be named later. Because you know how Moxham... He's like a pretty good guy, but he's always on the bench. So the main, uh, the protagonist movie, same kind of like Mox, and he's always like on the bench, never gets to start. And he just stops giving a shit and stuff and just is a fucking slacker. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, but uh, does he get a chance to shine? I don't know. You got to watch the movie. But it's kind of funny, like the starting quarterback for that college football team, he's like 35 years old, he looks. And I looked up when the movie was made and who starred in it. He was 35 years old, exactly. (laughs) Playing a high school kid? No, he's playing a college kid. Oh, oh. This is all college. Yeah, oh, okay. this is all college football, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's stupid funny, stupid laughs. Like, I don't know, it's just, I don't know if it's like necessarily slapstick, but it got the job done. And then for my player here, so Division Three, we got no Division Three on the list over by you nope, guys? Nope, nope, Okay, so I know you guys, one of you guys got to have this player here. For my next pick, I got Marshawn Lynch, hashtag beast mode. I don't have Marshawn Lynch, and neither does uh, Double J. Does yeah, it? you guys aren't feeling Marshawn Lynch in nope, Beast Mode? Nope, nope. You look at every picture Marshawn Lynch has in professional football, it looks like he's stoned. Like his eyes. Yeah, he's just, you I'm could, sure he was. You could tell he was hitting them vitamins hard. Yeah, he was hitting them greenies. I just I like what I liked about him, too. Like, dude is like a powerhouse. Dude, he's just fucking knocking people over. And, like, he lived with the name Beast Mode when he saw him play. Other than they, uh, was it that Super Bowl and they should have ran the ball with them? Remember that? Like, you're like right almost damn near on the goal line. Let's pass it. Fuck it. It's not like Marshall Lynch marched down the field single handedly and got you there. That's the dumbest move Pete Carroll ever made. <laughs> well, they spoiler, I think it's Super Bowl like a year later after that or two. But All right, Professor T on you. All right. Oh, God, try to. Pick up the slot, pick up the pace here a little. This might be a, me- well, cue, cue it up for, ah, oh, man, that's just one off with me and uh, Josh on that one. All right, what do we got here? My number 18, I got the water boy. For number 19, 18? Yep. 18, let me Damn, right in the Achilles. Number four. Oh. Yeah, but you coach Clarence. 
Dakota kind of. She showed me her boobies, and I like them too. <laughs> and uh, jo- jo- Josh had his uh, number seventeen, so we were just one off on that one for the Water Boy. Another three-way match here. Mm-hmm. Water Boy. That movie actually I just watched it. Obviously, recently when I did this, that's fucking hilarious. I don't you know. That's just. It's got some funny parts. There's some fucking dumbass parts. Yeah, there, but, but overall, yeah, it's still you can still laugh yeah. at it. No, you're wrong, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like? But that, well, Colonel Sanders kind of had it coming. He did. Because it's like. He tried to embarrass well, well, Because, yeah, because, like, well, kind of, well, I do feel, when I watch that now, I, feel, I do feel bad. So, so Bobby is this innocent guy Mom going to boy. school. Yep. From the South Central Louisiana State University, SCLSU. Mm-hmm. They haven't won a game since 1994, as uh, the linebacker would say. But, uh, yeah, when he's in class, he got to go to school to play college football. Like, it's like he's so excited to be in school, and he's, like, raising his hand for everything, and then, you know, Mama said this, and Mama said that, mm-hmm. and then, like, Colonel Sanders just rip, rips him apart, pretty much, the teacher. Yeah. And then, whatever, last question I ask, he goes, what, well, what does Mama got to say? Let's hear, type thing. And then they go, well, Mama's wrong again. <laughs> no, Colonel Sanders, you're wrong. <laughs> and then he just fucking tackles him. But yeah, I, I do like the, when someone says... If someone looks like someone famous or whatever, and then they use that as an insult, they like you know. So the when he said no, Colonel Sanders, because the guy had the white hair, and like, that, that was funny. But like I like with the with the when uh, mom was trying to cock block him with Vicky Valencourt, like when they had the he fired over to like a barbecue, whatever it was, and they're eating the gator. <laughs> so he goes, "Are grown men supposed to have bed sheets that look like that?" And like whatever. <laughs> That's a deputy dog cartoon character, you know. It's like, yeah. and then she's like, "Well, I find deputy dog very sexy." <laughs> oh like, yeah. And then she was like, "Well, are grown men supposed to have, you know, wet the bed too, or something like that?" Because <laughs> <laughs> there's piss stains on the sheets. <laughs> and then, like, you could tell, like, Bobby's so embarrassed. Thank you. Now I'm gonna go hang myself or something. So uh, one thing I was going to add, too, so I was trying to find because he lives in a place called Jackson Hole, Louisiana, right? And then at the beginning of the movie, he goes, he, it's like the University of Louisiana at Lafayette or whatever the school was that he was the water boy for prior to being with the uh, mud dogs. And I was trying to, like, find, like, how long it would take lawnmower-wise like, for mileage. And I think he, like, the closest thing I could find to, like, Jackson's Hole or Jackson's Bayou, whatever it was, Louisiana, to Lafayette, it's like a... It had been like uh, three hours in a lawnmower to get there or something like that because I did the math for like 10 miles an hour. So, so yeah, a 36-mile trip or something. So that, that's a long every day going 36 miles on a fucking lawnmower. But. Yeah. Probably a nice ride, though. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for my player, uh, I, I put uh, Brett Favre. Yeah, I thought uh, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. I mean, Brett Favre is an unbelievable player. I mean, it, you know, you know the great guys, you know, he's one step above that. I mean, really. <laughs> if you could clone Brett Favre and put him in all the positions on the field and then you played against another team of clone Brett Favre, right. I think the universe would explode. I mean, I, I think my head's going to explode just trying to think about that. <laughs> That was Frank Caliendo because I couldn't find no good job, man. I'm Brett yeah. Favre. I'm like, that kind of made me laugh. So yeah. I do have Brett Favre, too, because mm-hmm. Brett Favre, obviously, is one of my favorite players of all time. I think I got like four Brett Favre jerseys sitting in my closet. Really? Well, I used to have my away one, too, I had, but I, I remember like for the 2010 playoffs, I did not watch that 
or no, the whole season of 2010, every away game, I wore my Brett Favre away jersey, even though obviously Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. And yeah, they were like just, I think every time I wore that jersey, they were under, they, they never lost. And the playoffs came, and I'm like, I'm wearing that every single game. And sure enough, they won. And then after they won, I remember jumping a snowbank because I was like, I don't know how many drinks deep, but <laughs> what was I drinking? It was like a bunch of Millers and mixed drink. I don't know. That's bad, bad choices, but it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Like Brett Favre, actually, I got him near the top on number 17 more so. Not that it matters, but yeah, no, it's a great pick. So what do you got, Brett Favre? Does, uh, I mean, does Josh Jobson have Brett Favre? Nope, he doesn't. All right, so you just said Waterboy. He had Waterboy. But what's his next year for number 18 for him? Uh, number 18, he's got a, a great movie, one of my favorites. he got Necessary Roughness. And I, I, I have a match with that one. <sighs> like, he knows, like, where to get me the Achilles. Because he just got me at number four, right? Number five, Necessary Roughness. We're taking out your top. Or you're taking out your top layer. Yep, so both have it. The necessary roughness, Scott Bakula. <laughs> Paul Blake. Yeah. That was a good movie. It was a good movie. I'll, uh, my favorite part in that movie is when they're kind of having like the... Uh, um, this is like a mini training camp or whatever. They're in the gymnasium, though. And they're running through the drills. Mm-hmm. And they got uh, that one... The old coaches are standing above like the... The gym, and they're, uh, the other quarterback that was like the backup, that Popkey. <laughs> they're like, uh, okay, uh, Popkey. Uh, and then he's like, he takes a snap, throws the ball, and they're just like, oh, geez. He like bounces it off, bounces it off the basketball rim, and he's like, uh, show me the arm, son. And he's like, and he flexes his <laughs> bicep. He goes, toss the ball, genius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was like, I don't know if it was like Texas State or something like that, or it was... It wasn't the Longhorn, but it was a Texas University. The Armadillos. Armadillos, that's what it was, yeah. 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 Texas Armadillos. Texas State University. Texas State Armadillos. 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 Yeah, because the whole team got busted for steroids or something like that. So. Mm. Yeah, they had to play Ironman football. And then and they had one guy on defense, that Eric Samurai Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's funny, too. Yeah, Scott Bakula was like the 27-year-old freshman or something. Yeah, he was like 35. Whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> he was. Uh, it kind of gave me Chris Winky vibes, you know? Yeah. Because yeah, cause I remember with Florida State, Chris Winkie was a 27-year-old freshman, freshman yeah. playing football. Right. Remember uh, um, Jason Bateman in that movie? Yeah, Jason Bateman. That's Very right. Very young guy mm-hmm. in yep. that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and uh, Kathy Ireland, I mean. Yeah, yep. yeah it's a great movie. Mm. And uh, that's a good pick. Oh, well, obviously, because I got number for number five. So. Yeah. But sucks you know for necessary roughness. Well, and I had it for number six. So, I mean, me and you almost like golden match. Just, just a tip. We're yeah. kind of rubbing it there. Yep. But it was frustrating because, like, like, a lot of these movies I actually could find for streaming, which was nice. Well, minus the next one I'll tell you in a second. I had it as a pain in the ass because I watched the whole thing on YouTube and a screen. He's fucked, but I had it. <laughs> but, yeah, not necessary reference. Everywhere I had to fucking pay for it. For the last, I don't know how many years, I could always find it on some streaming service and just watch it. Now I have to pay for it everywhere. That's free at the public libraries. Mm-hmm. Do you have a library card? Yep. So. Yeah, that's right. That's an interlibrary loan thing, too, mm-hmm. if they don't have the movie. And as, yeah, I mean, even some of these movies, these these throwback films from the '80s that are kind of, uh, you know, they're not they're not really well known or anything like that. Your public library might have them. What do, What do you have for that with the player with that movie? For necessary roughness. Uh, I, I for me, 
No, no, for him. Oh. 18. I got to cross off his bottom two. We went. I figure, yeah, even though when I get down to number five, I'll just say my player name. So then I can keep driving on the whole time. So he's got Devin Hester. Not feeling him. I didn't have Devin Hester either, but uh, the dude could do I appreciate him. I appreciate him for a special team. Yeah, ability. that's it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I don't know, but no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the dude that, that he was scaring special teams because, that, well, obviously you see him a lot with the Packer Bears rivalry, and the Packers couldn't stop him. But realistically, no team could stop him when he's returning punts all the time. Like that's a cool skill to have, but like. Like, honestly, I'll be like, the brutal honest truth is, like, dude can't cut it as a, even a slot receiver. Dude can't cut it anywhere on the offense. Like, I don't want to be a dick. Like, I'm sorry, he can catch a football better than I can, but there's no way that he's your go-to guy, not your number one, number two, number three. Mm-hmm. Special teams. But at least they found a special teams fit that works because you don't have a lot of guys like that. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I give him credit because most teams don't have a special teams player worth a lick. Usually it's like, oh, he's like... It's like your third receiver. Yep, fourth string. The guy right above practice squad. You're going to catch the ball. Good luck. And kick returns are pretty much... You, uh, you, you nope. don't return in a kick anymore because they kick off from the 40 now. Dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Punt returns. You think Roger Goodell's in bed with uh, Rob Manford? Like, hey, what, let, how can we like ruin fucking baseball and football at the same time? Fuck it. Let's do it. Well, Gary Bettman, I'm sure, is in the closet then. Yeah. Hashtag hockey. Folks. Yeah. Forget about it. Don't get me all started on these commissioners ruining the Just ruining the fucking game. Yeah. Well, I guess we were, we were joking. We would be family friendly. We kind of fucked that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. If you don't agree with our uh, stances on the commissioners of all these football leagues, you can email all right. us. Well, yeah, or any various professional sports. <laughs> yeah, professional sports. Movieprofessors at gmx.com. Also, <laughs> now as we're entering the holiday season here, and we're thankful for things, you need a last-minute gift idea? Well, let me tell you about something. Sawdust City Candles. You can find them on Face Pages on Facebook. They're handcrafted by Professor T. You can find them at the indoor farmers market, you know, every so many weekends in the greater Osh Vegas area, which is located at the Oshkosh Arena, I believe. Oshkosh Arena or the Oshkosh Convention Center, give or take. It depends where we got openings at. So, dude, these candles are fucking awesome. They're the best gift. They smell better than Yankee candle. Well, speaking of what we got burning here real quick. Nightfall. Nightfall. What's it smell like? Can you smell it? Like, I don't know. I feel pretty chill, you know? You didn't put no THC in that, did you? Mm-hmm. That's old style. <laughs> All right. Because it's <laughs> refreshing, sparkling spring water. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, like, know what these candles smell like, just check out, yeah, like I said, like, Sawdust City Candles on the face pages. You know, message Professor T, like, hey, you know, I'm interested in some of your candles. Dude, we'll figure some out. Like, you can maybe stop by the studios and then, like, hey, this is what I got. Smell it. What do you like? You know? And he'll hook you up. You know, maybe give you a free sticker or something for stopping by. You got plenty of stickers to choose from for the merch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess while we're doing an ad revenue right here, ad re- re- read here. But um, what, what flavors do we got? What's the since we're getting the festive season for uh, Christmas or if you're an asshole, you know, uh, non-denominational winter holiday? What do we got for uh, candles? Christmas. <clears throat> um, Kwanzas and Hanukkahs. Well, I just had an indoor market today, and uh, for the season I, I made, uh, I think I had 65 different different scents. Your basic stuff, you know, like your Christmas scents. People love balsam and Christmas cookie and yeah, balsam's always good. Though I like balsam. Yeah, anything, anything in the wooded uh, family is good. <laughs> Who doesn't like wood? You know. Yeah. 
you got the hard sense cedars cedars balsam fir pine uh yeah yeah so if you don't want to hear us ramble on maybe you'd like to enjoy these candles like i said email some movie professors at gmx.com or the face page of saudi city candles can't go wrong use the promo code uh professor t's a stud I mentioned that <laughs> you get 10 percent off your next order mm -hmm. <laughs> so moving on number 18 for me so this is the movie i had to watch on youtube that was really grainy i haven't seen this for years it's actually uh think of like american underdog story that kind of vibes I got the garbage picking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia field goal kicking phenomena. I know it's that long of a name. Yeah. You know Tony Danza? Yeah, Tony Danza. <laughs> That's actually a good movie. Like it's it's like a cute family film, I guess the best right. way to put it. So like an after school special kind of. Yeah, I remember like this. Yeah, this was a Disney uh, Channel original film, I believe it was. But that long ass name, it's really hard to say. It's a tongue twister. So obviously. Tony Dance is a sanitation engineer for the great city of brotherly love, Philadelphia, home of the Eagles. Mm. I think this is before it's Lincoln Financial Field, so I can't say he was playing at the link. But uh, so, anyways, uh, beginning of the movie, it's career day. He's you know, like, playing at the Met. The Met. <laughs> oh, the Metro. The Vet, man. Yeah. The Vet. Oh, the Vet. What did I say, Matt? Yeah, the Met. I'm like I Met. The Vet. Was, I just wanted to say you're talking about the, the New York Theater. I mean, not the New York Theater, but the New York Metropolitan. You know, <laughs> Opera no, no, the Met is um, it's it's a it's an art museum, I think, in New York or something, or oh, some yeah? kind of Metropolitan Museum in New York. Oh yeah. It's called yeah. the Met. Probably that one that that uh, one person put that banana in a frame and called it art. Yeah. So no, this is uh, I believe it would be the Vet. You know, the Vet. Yeah, yeah the, the Vet Stadium. Because they had both the both uh, the Phillies and the yeah. Eagles playing it there before you had the link. So anyways. Beginning of the movie is kind of hilarious, so it's, you know, career day for, like, his son or whatever. And then you got all these cool dads talking about their cool jobs, you know. And then Tony's a sanitation engineer, so it's kind of embarrassing. It's a good but job. Yeah, so, no, I think it's underappreciated because, like, the shit you got to deal with and stuff, and they, they pay D's, but that's gross shit to deal with. So it's kind of funny, though, before they, <laughs> like, he, like, Tony, because he's running late to the to his kid's career day thing, whatever it was, like, his partner, the garbage truck. Just show, him, just show him the raccoon or something like that. <laughs> Whatever it was, or a possum. It was like a dead animal. <laughs> Trust me, people like that. <laughs> so then he goes talk to like him, him, nobody's like when he's he's not the cool dad. It's kind of lame and how it happens. And his kid is embarrassed and he feels bad. They let down his kid and he's got to work all these hours and. When he came out, it was like, did you show him the raccoon? Did they like it? Or something, whatever it was. It was just stupid funny. Like, And it was like, no, no, let's not talk about it. So anyways, what Tony does is he, um, with his truck, his garbage truck is uh, to, because it's like the old school ones like where you hit the lever and then it mashes down the hydraulic thing to compact the garbage. It's always sticks, so he has to kick it as hard as he can to make it work. So he gets excellent leg muscles doing this. So <laughs> how it goes is, He's uh, like, there's these like Culligan type, you know, reusable re water jugs or something like that. He's just kicking them at the dump just for fun. And he just like launched them. Some Philadelphia scout sees him doing that because wow. <laughs> it's magically to the area. How convenient. We don't have a movie, I guess. He's like, what the? F and they needed a kicker. So they sign him and he becomes, you know, the feel good kicker and the feel good story. And it's just a cute film. And it's just funny too. Like, his like his first time like I'd be on the road in the NFL and like like oh no dude it's lights out at nine o'clock we're supposed to be in bed and, like no nobody does that 
So they end up like hitting the town up, having fun kind of thing and just dumb shit. And then they got to hurry back up before the coach checks on them again. It was, it was, it was a good movie. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely recommend watching. So nobody has that, I Sounds guess. like it's a hard one to find if you watch it on the YouTubes. How do you watch the YouTubes? Because I thought for sure, because I got Disney Plus for the grandkids, I thought for sure Disney Plus would have it. Nope. Mm. And that's something, yeah, you can find it, but I ain't going to pay money, you know? Yeah. I'm, just, I'm sure at the local libraries you probably could find it, maybe. But maybe. maybe. It's, I, a, it's an older film. I think yeah, it was 98, so. That was 98? I think it was 98. I thought that was older than that. Well, let's ask uh, the Googlers. When did the garbage kicking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia phenomena come out? The release date of the garbage picking, field goal kicking, Philadelphia phenomenon was February 15th, 1998. Fucking nailed that shit, dude. Dang. Yeah, not bad for not writing that shit down. But <laughs> Yeah, shit. Yeah, so that's 25 years ago. Damn. Man, and think about, I mean, Tony Danza's heyday was like 1980s, you know, with the yeah, boss. Know, so that was even like 10 years after him. Yeah. Being in his... So know, it's like an American... He's, he, he's actually a really uh, in good condition. You know, he's a golden gloves boxer. Yeah. Actually. Great hair. Yeah. Right. I think he's from Brooklyn, New York. Yeah, yeah. I know that he uh, trained with uh, Muhammad Ali at uh, whatever gym, that Gleason's gym or whatever. Yeah, I forget about it, you know. <laughs> Hit the speed bags, and I'm guessing none of you guys had that movie. Uh, no. No, I figured no. you didn't. I don't think I could. So, we haven't done for a while. As for my next pick, <laughs> that burp was sponsored by Cure the G. Mm-hmm. So I got uh, a punter for this one. A punter for this kicking movie here. He has a great podcast. It's fucking awesome. It's electric. He's originally from uh, Pennsylvania. He played for the Indianapolis Colts. Pat McAfee. Oh. <laughs> Nobody has Pat McAfee? No. Dude, that guy is fucking hilarious. The shit that comes out of his mouth and the shenanigans. He... Yeah, I think he's on cocaine. That guy he can't sit still to save his life. You ever watch this shit on YouTube? He's like all over the place. And then oh, it was funny because I remember like I, used, I don't listen to him as much as I used to. Because um, he's on every day, and it's hard to listen to a three-hour podcast every day. Yeah, look at us. We're on once a month generally, so it's okay if it's long. Right. Uh, could you imagine doing this every day? I'm, I'm sure if we could, if we had the... Um, we'd probably be canceled, though, for some of the shit we say, without a doubt. And if we put a disclaimer. A disclaimer? I don't know. We, I, I put a disclaimer about like the whole, remember, the Bud Light thing, and we lost our head revenue, so... <laughs> yes, uh, fuckers. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, so Pat McAfee is like, yeah, the shit he says, because he's like, he used to be a wild party boy in the NFL, too, and got himself in a lot of trouble. Oh, what was that shit he was doing? Oh, he's talking about, like, gambling with, like, Peyton Manning back in the, day, the casino, too. Like, uh, like Peyton Manning's like, he said, Red 13, Red 13 or something. Then, like, like, and then Pat McAfee put, like, so much money on Red 13, he actually won. And Peyton Manning's like, Red 13. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what else? Like, the shit they did, the, oh... Oh, I can't remember. He he stopped. I can't remember one of the players back in the day too. I don't know if it was the first couple of years in the league. I can't remember who the, it was. Like a bigger. I don't know if it was Reggie Wayne or somebody he fucked with. Where they were at some club or something like that, and like the inner cities or something, or some kind of like charity auction thing for a date. And it turns out it was like some kind of AIDS thing or something like that. <laughs> it, it, I can't remember the details because this was years ago I heard it but just the way he says it and like whoever I don't know if it was Reggie Wayne or Edron James or whoever it was and like what the fuck man you said like you can tell me about this 
But yeah, he's funny, so I got him. And then him golfing with John Daly, too. I saw some videos. All them guys, both function alcoholics. It's great. Damn. Yeah, he's funny. He's got a good podcast, too. Mm-hmm. So it's on you, Professor T, number 17. Uh-huh. Well, I got a, a movie that was redone a couple, well, redone once, at least. Um, but I went with the original, The Longest Yard. The Burt Reynolds version. So hear me out here. Okay. So I got <clears throat> for number eight. And now, uh, what? Josh and me got a golden match. You do? He has it for the next He's at number 16. So everybody has it for 16 right now? You got it for number 16 too? No, I got it for number longest yard. I got it for number eight. Oh. But if it's a golden match, I guess we could hear. That was Aaron Rodgers saying, snap the fucking ball. <laughs> I didn't hear him. I didn't hear it. That was Aaron Rodgers. Cause I remember watching that game, too. <laughs> yeah, shit, I think I was, were they still in first shift at the time? I can't remember. I mean, I wasn't watching it work, but, because Aaron Rodgers, but I think about him, he's just a fucking diva. Like, yeah, he's not God's gift to football. He's very t- multi-talented, awesome quarterback, but he has no leadership skills whatsoever. Cares himself as an asshole. I'm not an asshole. I think he's fucking weird. And I think after he broke up with that Shalen Woodley chick, that's when he went really deep, you know, off deep into whatever fucking ayahuasca, vision quest land. So speaking of Aaron Rodgers, too, if we're on a rant here, so, so like, here let's this. Not get too, let's not get too out of, out of, out of. But this one's, like, here, here this Aaron Rodgers rant here from Pharrell, or it could be a fake. I don't know, because I got two Pharrell recordings. One's could be the imposter, one could be the real Pharrell on the bench. Tune in to Pharrell on the bench. Listen up, Mafia. I don't know what the deal is with Aaron Rodgers. Is he coming back? I don't know. But that guy's an asshole as far as I'm concerned. You know what? Oh, the Jets think they got Aaron Rodgers. They're going to do things. <laughs> oh, they're stuck with Zach Wells. They, they cut out. So could that be the Farrell on the bench? <laughs> you win. So there you go. You feel better? I didn't want to talk to you now about the Brady thing because I, you're just like... So one of them is the real one. One's an imposter. You be the judge. Email some with professors at gmx.com. That's a really hard to tell, actually. Now I'm sitting right here. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, we got we got a we got a triple match. It's a triple match. So uh, I, like I said, I was on the fence here because I. You got the original or the. Uh... So I put times two. I put times two, and this is my problem. Okay. Oh, okay. I see. What my you're conundrum, doing. if you will. So, I watched the first one first, even though I've seen it many times before, and that's more serious though. It's, I think that's a rated R. Great, obviously, great story. It's original, obviously, the first one. Um. And then the newer, the remake, with uh, Adam Sandler, and you got all these, we got some wrestlers, and you got some uh, football, like, greats from the back of the days. One of them was a bust, but <laughs> I just like the humor in that movie, I because I, I constantly laugh through the whole thing. So that's where it was tough. I like it, yeah, Chris Rock, you know, how many, like, with the whole range of the cons and stuff, and they're looking at, like, who's, like, the baddest con to maybe recruit for their football team? <laughs> but it's like, how many stars does my mind a class will have or something like that? Chris Rock's like, and it's like a half star or something in the, for violence. And like, oh, like, I'm like, yeah, maybe we can have a little monocle fill a pillow fight later or something like that. Was, <laughs> that's a good pick. So, yeah, I like the, yeah, the first one, though, I like the, the police chase, though. It's pretty funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as you know, there there are some um, old football players in that one too. Mm-hmm. Ray Nitschke was in that that one. Mm-hmm. He had a role as one of the guards. Yep. And then uh, 
I guess I guess sorry that game was on there. Look at the, sometimes they have those guys doing push-ups or something on the mm -hmm. on that plank or whatever. Yeah, so we got uh, the Mormons of BYU taking on uh, the Cowboys, 24-27, fourth quarter. They're raining in Oklahoma. Yep, it's coming down pretty good. Mm-hmm. Torrential. Yeah. Um, but uh, remember um, Richard Richard. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? That big tall guy, Jaws, from the James Bond movies that Richard Curley. Big up. Oh, yeah. He played Jaws. Yeah. yeah. He was also in, like. Um, I always want to say Richard Kahn, but I don't think that's his name. I, I can see him. He was, was, was in uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. And. Uh, oh, the nail comes out next week, Mr. Gilmore. He'll <laughs> be waiting for you in the parking lot. Or you. See, so, yeah, he takes the. Uh, Richard Keel. Keel, yeah. But yeah, he's he's one of the football players in uh, in the original one too. Well, yeah, seven foot two. I mean, that guy could probably block every field goal. <coughs> I'm okay. He could be like, okay. I know uh, CPR. Yeah. He could block every field goal if he. I'm starting coughing again just for fun now. Just stand there. You know who? Um, speaking of field goal blocking, you know who leads the NFL in blocked field goals? Mm -hmm. You do? No. Oh, he used to play for uh, this team right here. Woodson? Nope. Ted Hendricks. Oh, oh. They called him the Mad Stork. He was like six foot ten, six foot nine, something like that. He played for Green Bay for a short time too, but later on in his career, he played for the Raiders. So I didn't add this guy to my list at all. I'm thinking of a Raiders player right now. I should add to my list. I'm gonna wait to see if you say his name though first, because I, the player I'm thinking of never got a Super Bowl and he fucking deserved it. I think. But old school Raiders or? I'd say like. Uh, Late 80s, early 90s Raiders. Okay. The guy's a underappreciated ball player, but I'll wait. Okay. Yep. I, will, I, I might deliver the goods. So yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. We'll see. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yep, the longest yard. And then uh, for my player for number 16, I had uh, Joe Montana. Joe Montana? Yeah. Joe Montana was a quarterback. Yeah, quarterback, you idiot. Or so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, Joe Cool, the original Joe Cool. No, I don't like that they call Joe Burrow Joe Cool because mm -hmm. there was a Joe Cool and that was Joe Montana. So get your own name. I remember when uh, Joe Montana, uh, football for Sega Genesis, like the first one, you could not change the quarters. It was 15 minutes for the quarters. <laughs> That's a long time on any game system. I don't care who we are. Mm. Painful. And then uh, I remember, was it, I think I think NFL 96 or 95, you see Joe Montana's on, like, makes a cover again for a game when he's on the Chiefs. Oh. That's a good pick. I do not. No Joe Montana. Do you have, what about uh, Josh Thompson? Does he have Joe Montana? Nope, he doesn't. Nope. Nope. All right. So what does he have for his next movie? Okay. Number 15 for his movie, he's got Little Giants. Oh, my God. He could go all the way. <laughs> I have, for number close, I have it for number 16, I got Little Giants. Uh, and I have it for number 12. Close. All right, so three three-way match there. So I think we already beat the cover the spread for you. Both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm spread out. For his uh, player. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got uh. 
Bruce Smith. Oh, that's where we had the Bruce Smith in there. Okay. Yeah. You got Bruce Smith? No. I am me neither. Uh-huh. Oop. So for sixteen, well, because I read my movie for seventeen, but then I can go to sixteen for my player after that. Since he knocked me out of the game there with the little giants. That was a great movie though with uh you got Ed O'Neill and uh Rick Moranis. Mm-hmm. Spike don't play with girls. <laughs> Intimidation. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Madden Cruiser show up in that movie. Bruce Smith was in that movie, I yeah, think. Yeah, that was Bruce Smith was in that movie, yeah. yeah. And so was Emma Smith, I think. Yep. When they show up on the yeah, I like how they show up with the Madden Cruiser. Because I think that was uh that one, uh, Ed O'Neill's team had the uh, Cowboys mm-hmm. jerseys. I'm sure Jerry Jones probably got paid off for that, too, for allowing mm-hmm. them to use his jersey as their team. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> so, uh, with that movie is uh, Little Giants, I think I'm like an underdog, so whatever youth football team for that, whatever it was, they have tryouts every year. And if you make the cut, obviously you play for the team. If you play for the Cowboys, which ironically are very close to having Cowboy jerseys to the T. But, um, so, and Ed O'Neill kind of plays like that asshole, like he's better than you kind of thing very well. But anyways, his niece is like the protagonist in that movie. She's, you know, what, I'd say 12, 13 kind of thing. Something like that, Becky. And she, like, she's kicking the boy's ass in the tryouts. I remember that. Like, she's... Without a doubt, that's V definitely somebody you draft in the first round. Or maybe later, second, third, I don't know. By the way, she should have made the team, long story short. She doesn't, and she's like heartbroken and stuff, and it's like frustrating that your uncle doesn't fucking pick you, but oh, you can be a cheerleader, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of sexist, and uh, no, Becky's like, doesn't really know she ain't gonna do that kind of thing. And then his brother, Rick Moranis, a dorky guy, he's like the prodigal son for guys that never got picked or they always got picked last in gym class think of it that way that's the best way to put it so he's like you know he's kind of sick of the kids getting not be able to play kids should be able to play football everybody should play so he all the rejects he takes and they little giants and then uh he tries to coach him to be the best little giants they can be mm-hmm. i guess and we gotta wait for a big showdown at the end of the movie but who knows who wins i don't know and it's just funny, though, because, like, like, the beginning, though, like, when he got the team together, like, all the makeshift fucking pads and the equipment they had, like, they, like that team was fucked. Mm-hmm. And then, all of a sudden, in the middle of the movie, you got, boom, Madden shows up in the Madden Cruiser all of a sudden. So, mm-hmm. definitely a great pick. Good movie. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like uh, Mighty Ducks, but for, for football. Little League fo- for and pop, then, pop football. And then Rick Moranis didn't get a DUI. No, I didn't. Because I think the Mighty Ducks suck. Uh, Coach Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay is fucking lighting it up. Yeah. He's drinking it up. Mm-hmm. But long as yard, he was drinking it up too. So. The same thing, yeah. So. <laughs> I do like the, the chase in the second of the longest yard, like the remake. Because, like, the cops are chasing him. It's like, and then once he finally gets busted, he's like, tells his girlfriend, I think we should see other people. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, uh, um, Burt Reynolds just drove the car right into the uh, water. Yeah, <laughs> and those guards. I don't know. I think the guards are meaner, though. I think, and actually, we're going back along each other. The meaner in the first one, even though they were the assholes in the second. I think the first one are way meaner, to be honest with you. 
But I do like, uh, yeah, you got Brian Bosworth, Stone NFL Cold. boss, Stone Cold. Cold. So this is funny. I saw this on Instagram, like a video. Like, uh, this is what people say about Christian McCaffrey or something like that. And then you see Stone Cold, you know, you know running the football in the game, whatever, from the movie. That's how a white man runs the football or something like that. <laughs> that's what, then that's what it says in the, like, the, like the caption says, that's what Christian McCaffrey would be like or something like that. <laughs> or something to that degree. And I'm like, that's funny but wrong. But it's even though it's just obviously Stone Cold's not a racist, but in the movie kind of comes off as prejudice or racist. But it's just like now you cannot have that in the movie because this was like I think 06. He can get away with it, but not now. Mm-hmm. Almost like 17 years later, or like two. Like in the earlier in the movie, you hear um, Uncle Teddy, Ted Nugent. You know, I think it was like was it Ted Nugent with Stranglehold or something like that, or it could have been um, Mountain with Mississippi Queen. I can't remember. One of the two. You know, like. You know, the same guitar thing, just riff, just fucking awesome. And Steve Austin goes, that's how the white man plays a guitar. He says that in that movie. It's funny now, but they'll be canceled today without a doubt. Yeah. Maybe they should give him that. I was going to say, too bad I couldn't get that sound bite. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I didn't have time to. <laughs> All right. Is it on you now, or is it on me? That was, yeah, just for fun. So, you just did Little Giants. So, the, what do we got for... Uh, oh, Josh did Little Giants. You also then signed me then. Again, mm-hmm. be, yeah. So, back, so this is number 17 for me. Movie-wise, this is a movie that made one of our shows within, I think, season one, possibly. Uh, you got uh, Kurt Russell. And who else is it? There's Kurt Russell. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And Robin Williams. Yep. This movie, you can find it, I think, on the Amazon Primes, I believe. Came out in 86. Also available on Tubi TV for free right now. And also at the public libraries. Public library. We have the best of times. So, yeah. Two best friends, and, uh, like, they, uh, Somehow it's like the big anniversary of their game that they lost or something like that. And then I think they lost that game originally to whatever school. And then the, they, what they do is they uh, relive their glory days and train to play this team again and see if they can beat them. But yeah, Kurt Russell, I think he was like the pretty golden boy quarterback, I think. And then Robin Williams kind of a dork. But no, yeah, dude, best of times. Check it out. Mm. You wouldn't happen to have that movie, would you? Nope. Uh, neither one of us have that one. The, the honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention. Put in the top 30. Yeah. It's, it's more of a rental. I just I just think because uh, I figured not a lot of people to have that movie, so definitely would throw it out there. Mm-hmm. MBD, 6 out of 10. From Tomatoes or Assholes, they gave it 29. Hashtag Go Rockets, so. <laughs> <laughs> then you did Brett Favre, right? So mm-hmm. you, we all had Brett Favre, I think. Brett Favre, yep. Yep. Um, I had it, Josh didn't. All right, good, because I got the Brett Favre Mancho. We're good there. All right, so I'll wait for my number 16 for player on you. Number 15, I'm on. Uh, this movie had a lot of uh, a lot of good actors, but earlier on in their career, I think this was uh, 90, 93, uh, School Ties. Don't have that. You don't have that one? Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, okay, neither does Josh. 
You guys don't have school ties. That's a good movie, man. School ties. How about when you educate us on the school ties? It's ninety-two. Ninety-two. Okay. Well, Brandon Fraser's in it. Mm-hmm. Kind of plays the main guy, but he's uh, he's Jewish, and uh, he wants to go to this uh, Ivy League school, but uh, they don't uh, they don't allow Jewish players. You know, obviously, I think this takes place in like the six. Uh, no, fifties. 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 And uh, but his dad pulls some strings and gets him to play for this school, but or go to the school only if he's allowed to play on the football team. But he's got to keep his uh, keep his religious um, denomination secret. They don't want that getting out or whatever. And at first, you know, the players are all like, uh, or the guys in the school, they're all they embrace him and stuff like that. And but nobody knows that he's you know he's a Jewish guy. And it comes out in the movie like he he's the quarterback for the team. They they win. Then all of a sudden, halfway through the movie, it's discovered that uh, hey, uh, he's actually a Jew and. They all like disown him and all that shit. And then they start to like they try to screw him over and get him kicked out of the school by like some other guy. Matt Damon's in the movie. Ben yep. Affleck. Um, Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser. Chris one, O'Donnell. That one dude that played Batman. Uh, Robin. Robin with the nipples. Yeah, that was Chris O'Donnell. Yep. Anthony Rapp too. A- Anthony Rapp from. Uh, uh, Adventures in Basin. <laughs> yeah. This guy's over here fucking beating me to every word that I'm trying to say. The movie that I didn't even see. I just I got I just pulled him up to check it out. Yeah. Oh, because he's over there uh, scrolling on IMDb while I'm over no, here it, scrolling on. No, I didn't realize so because I didn't realize it was a football movie at all. I didn't know nothing Ooh. about it. And it was on uh, Paramount Plus and Amazon. I have both. I should have. You should have watched it. I know, but I'm kind of mad I missed out on it. Put it in your queue for later. Um, so Matt Damon cheats on one of the exams. And uh, Brandon Fraser sees him do it, mm-hmm. and then uh, the teacher the teacher finds out that somebody cheated. Well, they hold this. Matt Damon says, uh, "I know who did it." He, he points at Brandon Fraser, and Brandon Fraser's like, "Bro, hey, I know. I watched you cheat, but he didn't say he's like I didn't cheat or whatever." So they hold this kind of uh, carry the G. Yeah, they hold court, so to speak, and, and they decide court. who's going to be um, kicked out of school because they cheated. And uh, everyone's supposed to vote, and they're already like mad at Brendan Fraser because he's Jewish. So like your loyalties are going to be with Matt Damon, right? Man, I don't want to give away the movie well, because that doesn't sound kosher. Pick on the Jew. Yep. So pick on the Jew. School ties. Yep. It actually looks like a good movie. It looks like a two-hour-long movie. Yep. And Vince Vaughn's in it too, I think. Oh, uh, Vince Vaughn. Okay. Well, maybe not. I could be wrong. We had a lot of. There's a lot of a like, lot of no. early early like I guess big names that early on in their career. Yeah. Were in this movie. Yep. From what I, it looks good though. It looks like I can't believe I didn't watch that movie. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, and then for my player, uh, I have uh, Jim Brown. Jim Brown, number thirty-two. Yeah. Cleveland Browns, Jim Brown. The original Brown. The only. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's too bad that you, you know you only have to see um, highlights of him. You know, it, it, too bad you can't really. Like he was him. arguably one of the best football players of all time, Jim Brown. He's a tough son of a bitch. They say. Yeah, yeah. And for his time as a running back, he was he was bigger than most of the guys trying to tackle him. You know, so that gave him an advantage. I mean, mm-hmm. he had quickness and yeah. stuff like that. But I mean, so, he was bigger than a lot of the. Spoiler alert, though. So Jim Brown did play for the Cleveland Browns, like we said about Jim Brown. That's not why they're called the Browns. Just let everybody know. So, interesting history fact. So, Cleveland Browns were named, well, it came to fruition in 1946, but it was, uh, the founder was Paul Brown. And the irony is like, whoa, whoa, if you're a Bengals fan and you're listening, the Bengals have Paul Brown Stadium. 
What's going on? Well, you can thank Paul Brown for having two teams in Ohio. You're welcome. Ironically, in the same division, too. Like, well, who does that shit, though? That's crazy. I would think, you know, if you got two teams in the same state, they'd be a different conference, to be honest with you. That's how I would see it. Damn near the same colors, too. Yeah, but nope. So Paul Brown was the founder of the Cleveland Browns, and then a few years later, the Cincinnati Bengals. So that's where you got that from. Mm-hmm. The more you know. Well, I'm going to give you some Cleveland Brown um, history. Well, dog pound, shut down. Do you remember uh, a fullback number 76 for the Cleveland Browns? I'm drawing a blank here. Because all I can think is Bernie Kosar for quarterback, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, wrong number, wrong position, no. wrong skin color, too. Uh, yeah, wrong decade. Uh, Marion Motley. Okay. Mary Motley was like 256 pounds. Big... He was a fullback. And uh, he played like only four years, but he was on pace to probably be, like he was before Jim Brown. Came out when Jackie Robinson was running. Or oh. Jackie Robinson was running. Jackie Robinson came out, he came out a year before Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier in baseball. Hashtag 42. Yeah. And this dude was a fucking monster, man. You can wa- watch some of his highlights if you want to watch some old Cleveland Brown stuff. Mm-hmm. Mary Motley. Cleveland Browns have zero Super Bowls. Their name. And he played on offense and defense, mm-hmm. and he was good on both. But that, him as a fullback, mm-hmm. <laughs> like move over a fridge. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was like he looked like he was a full-grown man running against like some first graders. They were just bouncing off him like they were. Like, but yeah, I think well, the NFL players today compared to yesterday. I, this is I don't. This is the, like the irony I see with it because you look at the players of yesteryear or yesterday. We're talking. Uh, you know, Lambert, before that even. You got tough son of bitches wearing leather helmets and, you know, smoking, drinking on the sideline, whatever. Like, dudes that are ready to fucking go win two back-to-back world wars, you know? Two back-to-back world wars. You can check that out on the hard knocks, you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. you know? You stretching, you don't know stretching. Mm-hmm. Just push-ups, jumping back, Probably jumping jacks, sit-ups. Chopping wood? No, no, yeah, no sit-ups. Two back-to-back, two world wars, you know? Ask the former coach for the Browns for the offensive line. He'll tell you. That was hilarious, by the way. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, yeah. He no fucking stretching. He don't need no fucking stretching. The, he has belly shaking. Whoa, what was his fucking Wiley? Bob Wiley. Bob Wiley. But crazy. Bob Wiley's a fucking character. Bob, Bob Wiley's driving a fucking Maserati too. <laughs> like a, the big silly. Like I don't know how he fits in the car. But as I was gonna say, the players yesterday, like they were just tough naturally, right? Just tough naturally, more than the physical. Some probably had more physical attributes than others, obviously. But you look at the players of today, with all the technology we got, you know, all the performance enhancing stuff that's legal and not legal. You got monstrous players, and we fucking baby them. You know, I know this. They argue CTE is a thing, and I'm sure it is, but like, I don't know how bad is CTE really. I don't know. I just feel like we like the hits you used to see back. Growing up before our time and through the '90s, early 2000s, you could like you had monster hits still. Now you don't see that shit at all whatsoever. Like we're babying them, even though we got way stronger specimens. I feel like even like physically bigger, majority of them compared to the guys in the past. And they're they dumb it down. Well, and back in the day too. I mean, you want the players to be more protected now, but yet they're faster, they're bigger, they're stronger. The equipment's better. Um, they're more in tune with how to, well, they should be, but I don't think a lot of the injuries that come on there are on the players for not, you know, like they just had on the Pat McAfee, they just had um, 
Tom Brady saying all that shit about players aren't protecting themselves, they're not being caught, taught right, and all that shit. Well, back in the day, I mean, you could clothesline a guy and it wouldn't even be a penalty. I mean, you could do pretty much any other move that you wanted. You could drop kick a guy in the head and it would be, oh, okay, that's legal. <laughs> I mean, they didn't they, they didn't get penalized, and it was it was a dirt it was a dirty game. You could be on the pile and punch a guy in the face. Um, quarterbacks were not treated like they were uh, made out of glass. Yeah. So. yeah, so I was looking for because I had it queued up originally. Well, were you gonna watch that, Bob Wiley? Bob Wiley, I can't. F- Let me see here, because that just a uh, Bob. So Bob Wiley does stretches way over. So Bob Wiley, <laughs> before we get to Bob Wiley here, let's describe him. Dude's not in shape whatsoever. He got a great mustache. He's got like his uh, polo. He's wearing like just chest hair hanging out like crazy. Chest hair, not tucked in. Not tucked in. Like he's just mustard on the front. Yeah, morbidly obese guy. I'm sure he's a nice guy. He seems funny. I, I don't mind working Probably with him. Probably got diabetes. Diabetes, but he's like, uh, think of, uh, who was that? Wilford Brimley? Yeah, Wilford Brimley, like, just times times three, three times Wilford Brimley. Three Brimleys. He's just a bigger dude, but this is funny. So this is back from the 2018 Hot Knocks from uh, HBO there, from uh, when uh, Baker Mayfield got drafted and Nick Chubb. Obviously, Nick Chubb was a better pick. Baker Mayfield, God bless him, but he wasn't the guy because he had fucking attitude problem. Anyways, here we go. Rated. Did you know World War One, World War Two? all those guys that fought in that war, Right? They did push-ups, jumping jacks, sit-ups, climbed the rope, and ran. But none of this fancy shit. Okay? Right? And they won two world wars. Two world wars by doing jumping jacks, push-ups, and sit-ups. Two world wars. You think they were worried when they're running across Normandy about fucking stretching? Are you kidding me? Huh? Well, let me see. Give me my rubber band so I can stretch the run across that fucking beat. You gotta be kidding me. The <laughs> Bob Wiley, the guy is a fucking ride. Oh, I'd love to drink with him. <laughs> Bob I wonder out. what he's up to now. I think he, I think he's, a, when I checked, he's a XFL. He's a, I think he's a line coach, offensive lineman oh, coach really? in the XFL for the Vipers or something like that. Uh-huh. And uh, that year, too, for the defensive coordinator that year was, um, what's his name, Greg Williams. Greg Williams, fuck that guy. You know, I just think he's fucking dirty and, like, he's just, yeah, not a good guy. Oh, he's putting a bounty on people's Yeah, heads? yeah, yeah. So Bounty gate? Well, he was, he was in Cleveland, I remember, like, because obviously I've been a closet guy for about 10 years with him, roughly, you know, before I finally came out. Hashtag Bud Light. But no, anyways, <laughs> that was a bad joke. But uh, Greg Williams, and I'm like, that guy's fucking, like, but he got, when the Cleveland signed, I'm like, oh, it's fucking stupid. I don't, bad juju, because, like, if you don't know anything about football, long story short, Greg Williams... Uh, he was a part of the bounty gate with the Nolans, Nolans, how you say it, New Orleans Saints, and uh, you know just you know five thousand dollars to hit Aaron Rodgers or something like that, or Brett Favre, Brett Favre, whatever it was. I remember yeah when Brett Favre played for Minnesota, they had bounty. like Brett Favre was already beat the shit as it was, and he was in his last leg, and it's just, but he had the you know it was small like for us to be high dollar amounts, but for those guys it's just pennies, you know, for this and that just to hurt players, and I think that's fucking disgusting. Just that's just me. So, but. All Bob right. Wiley, if you're listening to the podcast, um, get a hold of us at uh, movieprofessors at gmx.com, and uh, we can give you a free free swag. I give you a I'll give you a hot 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 candle. <laughs> that belly moved every time. <laughs> His belly was like this. Seriously, this guy looks like uh, oh King Kong Bundy or something. Yeah, he looked like one of my coaches from varsity football back in the day. Except like the gut was not that big, but the same build. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the shit that came out of his mouth, fucking no filter. That's great. 
Yeah, we should have had him on more of the yeah, more of the show. You know, he was yeah. a character. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah, yeah that, that, my coach, my coach. Like I should have put Bob Wiley on my top. Yeah, that's a good fucking Bob Wiley's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's so I did. We, I just did. What, which one did we do? I did school ties. School ties. That's right. Because and Jim Browns. Jim Browns. We had the Jim Browns, and then nobody had that. So now we're oh, on Josh, Josh Jobson. What does he have? Josh. Josh for number fourteen's got the uh, the Express. I think that's that, that Ernie uh, Davis story. Mm-hmm. I don't have that one. I don't. I wasn't feeling it. Just wasn't feeling it. Yeah, but he played for the Browns. Yeah, I don't. Oh. Just wasn't feeling it at all. Okay. Because I can't be biased. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, I gotta, I gotta get all sorts of stuff. You can be biased. Yeah, a little bit, but the should have down with the dog pound. But um, for for his player, uh, <laughs> he went. Uh, he got Otto Graham. Okay. It went, it went way back. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking time machine. I ain't got no Otto Grams, but... Uh, no, I don't. I've never heard of her. No. Otto Graham? Yeah. So, um, so even though I'm going to be on my 15 here for my movie, I'm going to do my player from 16 because my player from 15 is already taken. Mm-hmm. So uh, for number 16 was the Little Giants, but I had to discuss. I had Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman for number 16. Anybody have Troy Aikman on their list? Nope. So Troy Aikman, uh, back in the early 90s, his date in Laurie Morgan is a big deal. Um, now you can find him on Joe Buck every weekend for the game of the week, being rambling idiots. I don't know, they kind of entertain me, though, sometimes a little bit. They fucking make me, like, just some of the shit they say makes me laugh a little Those bit. Those guys are horrible, in my opinion. Yeah. But they're always fucking sauced up, too, though. I guess They from, look at... Like, from my understanding, like, they're drinking... In the booth, they look blitzed. Yeah, their faces are always like red and like yeah, but dude, alcohol will do that. You got Jim Blossom, Joe Buck's. He's he's I can, he's probably the worst guy on TV. Yeah, they're they're biased as fuck though too. Like like it's bad though. They're biased. He's you know Chris Collinsworth is annoying, but I can actually put up with him. Believe it or not, but yeah, those two like it's like I liked him as a player, but at the broadcast booth, like okay, he's making sense. He's making sense. now he's a fucking idiot always. And like it just it's just biased the one-sided opinions um like former cowboys that are good at broadcasting uh jason Witten not so much and he went back to play football but um tony romo because tony romo is like he's like the script keeper you know he's like he tells you what's happening before it happens yeah oh you see you gotta line up in the high formation here you got the running back in the backfield there and this is what they're gonna they're running through this hole here yeah, this know, is gonna be, like he'll tell you exactly what's yeah. gonna fucking happen right before now would be a good time to do a bootleg and next time they do a bootleg it's like who the fuck are you the coach yeah like he should be a coach yeah, he yeah. might be yeah it's like so, they get bob uh, wiley up in that commentator yeah. <laughs> no it's stretching uh, you know no fucking stretching yeah. you know these guys want two more wars back to get two more wars back to back they think they're wearing my fucking hamstring yeah. pulling you want me to take that fucking band and you want to rub a band away by him? Like, fuck no. They won two more wars. They went push ups and climbing the ropes and running. He's got it. He's got it. That's good, okay. dude. Oh, that makes me blush. All right, so number 15 for me. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. You got, uh, what's his name? Keeping Good and Junior? Uh, yeah, what was his name in the movie? Mm, he played for the Cardinals, I think. I know. Ray. It was no, such... that, that was Tom Cruise's character. Yeah. Oh. I remember random movie line that has no bearing on the film. I remember, I remember, uh, what's his face was playing Cush. Remember Cushman? Yeah. This is Cush. Rod Tidwell. Tidwell. Rod that, that's Tidwell. a good Rod. receiver name. Yeah, I don't Rod care Tidwell. who you are. Yep, that could be a real name. So, uh, like, little kid that was in movies back in the day, Jonathan with Nikki. You know, he was like, he played the, like, the little boy or whatever. Uh. And it's, I remember, like, this is nothing to but it just made me fucking laugh. I don't know why. Like, so, 
he's like like a typical kid where he asks a million questions and tells you stuff that like you don't know about or don't care about, but you got to know anyways. And he's like, mm-hmm. my neighbor has two bunny rabbits. Here's the lunch. He had to tell like uh, Jerry Maguire that. But it was just, yeah. it's stupid funny, but yeah. yeah. So that, no, it was a different approach to movie because like overall, like dude, it's got good reviews. It's a it's an entertaining movie. Jerry Maguire is a sports agent trying to get in the map to be the most electrifying sports agent for professional football or any you know professional athletes and keeping good in junior. Rod Tidwell, I think he's was he a receiver for the Cardinals or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, oh, dude, awesome movie. So you know, got some laughs to it. Box office two hundred seventy three million, so you know it's good. Came out in ninety six. Mm-hmm. You don't happen to have uh, Jerry Maguire? Nope, there's no Jerry Maguire's on either one of our lists. Swing and a miss. And then I had Randy Moss already picked there, so it's uh, on to you Randy here. Moss? Randy Moss? Yeah, because we already did Randy Moss. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, got, yeah, got Josh yeah, and Randy. Josh Jobson had him. Mm-hmm. Um, over to me, then. Mm-hmm. I'm on number 14. I got uh, a movie called Radio. My name Radio! <laughs> back, 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 gone. So close. I have it for number 12. Ooh. And then uh, my player is uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady, who you think is God, the greatest fucking football player to play for the fucking Patriots, Tom Brady. Yep, that. He's God. He's... Fuck. (laughs) He ain't no fucking shout ahead. No, um... (laughs) Dude, I I don't have Tom Brady. I I don't have Tom Brady. I don't have Tom Brady at all. You don't? No. Josh has Tom Brady uh, for number nine. And then he had, he had a radio with American Underdog. He put a backslash radio. So no. he must have had it like a tie. Wasn't but sure, I so. was going to, I just read the first one first. But oh, was, okay. So then it averages up with an extra football player we had now, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's what but it does. he still had one extra player. Oh, okay. So yeah, radio, that was an awesome movie. Speaking of Cuban Gooden Jr., Rod Tidwell. Yeah. <laughs> And that, that guy that he played, based off that true story, he still uh, runs out on the football uh, team. or field, field yeah. Yeah, it leads the team out. He's like autistic or something. He's just mentally handicapped. Well, I kind of felt bad. Those kids are fucking mean, and people are mean to them. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, it kind of got me in the feels, you know, no homo. But, like, it was uh, pretty touching. So, mm-hmm. other well, than sad about his mom, too, you know. Yeah, oh, she, so yeah. The kid didn't have a chance, really. Well, that's a good guy for um, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, coach so, Ed Harris. Yeah, wasn't I could be wrong because I'm mixing my movies together here. Because I believe Radio was a Disney film, correct? I think I think it was Disney had Radio. I don't know. I can't remember. But wasn't Ed Harris also a coach in um, Remember the Titans or no? No, that was Denzel. Oh, you mean like was he there? Yeah, I thought he. Was... No, they had that. That was that one guy who was in uh, Armageddon. Oh, I know you talk about that other actor. He was also in Punisher. He played Quentin Glass, that guy. I know the name. So, yeah, Radio was not... Believe it or not, it was not a Disney movie. I thought it would be. But it's not. And then Remember the Titans here, where I get the actors confused, because it all blends together when you have your stuff written two months prior. That guy's name is... Will Patton. There we go. That's That's it, yep. Ed Harris, Will Patton. Similar, though. Kind of similar builds. Now, that's a good pick. So that was radio for you. So what does uh, Josh Thompson have, then? Oh, he's got um, 
for him, he's all the way up to number 13 because we had some matches. Mm-hmm. But he's got uh, the blind side. The blind side, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I didn't put that movie down, I think. No, I didn't because of all the controversy mm-hmm. with that as a light. Because uh, supposedly, like, the Michael Orr, who is now out of football finally, I don't know if he was financially responsible or not because he made decent money irrelevant. Supposedly he only got like 100k from that movie or something, with, you know, and the Tullys got everything else. Huh. Or the family thing with the Tullys. But I don't know. It could be like the media just kind of trying to make it seem like some white family exploited a black kid that um, was good at sports. You know, I could see him doing something like that. But uh, the Tullys already had money, like astronomical amounts, and they took him off the streets and, you know, put a roof over his head and helped him get to a Division One school. So I don't think it's like that. I don't know. That's a good pick, but I just think there's too much heat with that movie right now. So, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I wonder how much money Colonel Sanders got for being named in Waterboy. Right? <laughs> but no, that's, a good, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I, I actually... Um, Sandra Bullock's hot, man, too. Part mm-hmm. of French. What? Sandra Bullock's? And then for his player, he's got uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, like, no. It's, uh, for all the bench that that guy's uh, After I heard, uh, yeah, you... Yep. Oh, yeah, so Aaron Rodgers, anybody listening that loves Aaron Rodgers, like, dude's not a fucking leader, I'll say it. Dude, like, back in the day, he got there in his talent, and then, um, speaking of players, uh, for my radio here, for radio. 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 I have Greg Jennings as my football player, so Greg Jennings. Oh, you got radio? Yeah, I got radio. Oh. Yep. So for my radio, for radio, I have Greg Jennings as my player for that one. Greg Jennings played on the 2010 Packer team that won the Super Bowl. Him... No, but did he play in the 2010 team? He did play the 2010 team. Because mm-hmm. yeah, him and Favre had a good thing, and Jordy, then him and Rodgers, yeah. Greg Jennings. Yeah, so they were stacked there. Favre, yeah, they had a good team. But the thing is, Aaron Rodgers was the younger of all those guys, and um, I don't know, like, he had, he was just set, he was just set for success, whereas he was a young guy and then became the older guy throughout the years, but he, he doesn't want to talk to younger kids, and he just, he's just so impatient, and it's like, let me let me give you like a sneak peek why Aaron Rodgers is just a fucking crank. So I'll even you know how I said snap the fucking ball. That was when he um, played for Green Bay. So I was trying to get this on, but this is from NFL Hard Knocks this year on HBO. So. He said one fucking too many fucking mistakes on one fucking drive. He just said. Like the last ten seconds were kind of silent, but yeah, like just Aaron Rodgers, just like just being a fucking baby though. That was practice. I get it. You, you train how you fight, but like he has no patience whatsoever. <laughs> Too many fucking mistakes. Three drop fucking pills. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. It's it's. I mean, I get frustrated when I watch it on TV and say, it would say something like that. 
So, like, if you were the quarterback and you're throwing and, and, and three guys or a guy drops the ball three times in a row on a drive, like, uh, at that level, you're supposed to be, you know, those things, some of them should be automatic. Yeah, no, I, no, I get it. But so, but when he was blessed with the receivers before, like, he couldn't, like, he wouldn't talk like, I know he wouldn't talk like that to them at all. And I'd like, I get you got to be a leader, but at the same time as we, because we make our football players a lot softer, like I was bitching about earlier. So, they get all triggered and have to go to their safe place if you talk to them like that. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm not, I'm not. Tra- I'm, I'm just saying you got to. There's a different way. There's more. You can catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar. So it's like, what the fuck? Drop the fucking. No, you got. You're gonna get it, bro. You're gonna get it. You know, don't fucking let it happen again. But like you just, there's none of that where he builds them up though. That's the thing. Okay, you can. You, yeah, we can do that. But you got to build them up a little. Bit. There's no none of him building the guys up though. That's what I'm saying. You know, you have never seen Tom Brady on the sidelines, huh? Yeah. Tom Brady's known for being a big crybaby when it doesn't go his way. He's constantly on the sidelines. Eli Manning was the same way. Eli yeah. Manning, and I hate, I, well, I shouldn't say hate, but I don't think Eli Manning is, he won two Super Bowls. He had a good team, but he, as a quarterback, I don't think he was, uh, I think he's overhyped. Like the Phil Sims. He's like the Phil Sims guarantee, because Phil Sims, I think, has two Super Bowls. He wasn't that great. He just had a good team around him. Mm-hmm. Hashtag LT. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Spoiler alert. Yeah, what offense wins games. Defense wins championships. Exactly. And that's why Phil Sims has two fucking rings. And that's yeah. why Trent Dilfer has one. Yeah, no, for real, yeah. Trent Dilfer's never had a fucking Give stuff. me a break. Get, get the fuck out of here. It's a fucking cock, If you had to so. do a draft, uh, we're getting off, off, <laughs> off fucking way off the tracks here, but if you're, picking, if you're picking a Super Bowl team, Trent Dilfer's name wouldn't even come in the top 20 quarterbacks that you had to pick from. He would be at the bottom, and you're no. going to say, I need a quarterback to champion my team for the Super Bowl run. You would not be naming Trent Dilfer. If we go from the same air, I'll take uh, Chris Chandler over him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Tim Couch, but... Uh, yeah, for the Browns, yeah. <laughs> nah. Well, Vinny Tess already paid, played for the Browns, too, back in the day. Yeah. Yep. So did Mike Tomzak. Yeah. So, okay, we just had radio. I had Greg Jennings. And then who do you have for a player for radio? Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, that's right. Cause Tom, you had Tom Brady for radio? Mm-hmm. And then what did, uh, what did he have? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's right. Then I went on the Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's right. So I'm going to do one more movie here, and then I'm going to call it. We're going to take a quick commercial break for the time here because I drink way too many old styles. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple in. Somewhere on me here. So number 14. Very appropriate movie for what I'm wearing. And the player I have with it is perfect fit because it's the yeah, only true NFL lineman ever played the game. Give you a clue there. So this movie, I know, I think uh, Josh Dobson has this movie. Kevin Costner's in it, and uh, this movie—the best way to describe it—you um, see, it's called. Uh, I learned this uh, from a different film. The term Nigerian buyback. Have you ever heard of a Nigerian buyback? Um. Yeah, I think so. Like, so the movie, uh, kind of. the goods. Remember the goods with uh, Jeremy Piven? I think he was like Don Reddy or something, car salesman. Mm-mm. Or done money one of the two. It's like, hey, hey how much is, uh, does a polar bear wear? Oh, enough to break the ice down money. There's to make you, you know, he was just a smooth operator. But 
the, the, they talk about this uh, thing in the biz, if you will, for car sales, a Nigerian buyback. And I see this happen in this movie here. It's called Draft Day is the movie, Kevin Costner. Cleveland Browns, awesome movie. You got a, good, a lot of good Cleveland area shots. I recognize everything, so I can appreciate it. But so I want, I, I want David fucking Putnam just because I can, you pancake-eating motherfucker. That was awesome <laughs> when he said that, yeah. I know. Yeah, so, sorry. I love that. That was that's a great movie line. So the Nigerian buyback, though, this is how it describes it. And then, you've seen Draft Day, obviously, then, right? So Draft Day, let me explain this to you. So a Nigerian buyback, but put this with the word draft pick instead of buying a car. So when someone goes to the used car dealership with a car trade and then ends up buying the same car back they had before at a marked up price, I think it's like a 20% markup, but same thing, like you see a Nigerian buyback in that movie with the trade, with the first round pick, you see a Nigerian buyback happen. Give it away, but it worked out in big time in the end, so. I like all the build up with that movie and then like the behind the scenes with the players and stuff and why they skipped out on a certain pick type thing. Like it was pretty good though, and yeah. I think it's kind of realistic too, of how the NFL draft actually works though. Mm -hmm. And then also, obviously, when the pick is in, you always hear. <laughs> in the first round of the 2020 whatever draft, you know, yeah, Cleveland Browns take. So yeah, that's maybe old style. Yep, number 14 for me. Uh, me and uh, me and Josh Dobson. We have an, uh, we have another golden match for this one. We both I have it as number four, and he's got it number four. Oh, all right. He could go all the way. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's a good pick. Yeah. That movie, like I was like at first, like well, it's all, all brown shit. So I'm like I was like, am I gonna be biased? But then I was like, no, okay, just give it a chance. And like storyline wise, it was good. They get you at the end, you know, when he's like on the phone with him and he's doing those deals and he's trying to all get back his picks. The all Nigerian buyback. All because he's sitting on that number one pick and he's going to trade it right back to uh, Seattle. Mm -hmm. We thought that they had, you know. That pancake-eating motherfucker. Three first-round picks yeah. for fucking uh, Cleveland, Kevin yeah. Costner's character. I forgot his name, Sonny something. But, uh, yeah, and then he comes back and basically just puts him in a corner and they end up giving him his picks back. Plus, he gets his... A uh, player, uh, the, you know, the David Putnam punt returner. That know? was good. That was a good move. Yeah. Great pick. So, my player, obviously, the first. Who do you think the first true NFL lineman was? Lineman. Yep. Okay. In recent history, the first true NFL lineman. The offensive lineman. Yeah. Um. University of Wisconsin. Well, I know you're talking about Joe Thomas, but oh, yeah. I thought oh, okay, I was yeah. going uh, yeah, to say Fuzzy Thurston. That's a good pick. Oh, Joe Joe Thomas, he, he just got in the, recently in the NFL Hall of Fame. Pretty young for getting the Hall of Fame, young guy. Oh yeah. So Joe Thomas played for the University of Wisconsin. He was a Badger back when the Badgers actually had meat in the front line for offensive line. So Joe Thomas, I think he was a left tackle, which is the blind side. So there you go, but. Uh, yeah, Joe Thomas, he was a stud. For, he played his whole career for Cleveland. He never got, like, nothing too crazy. He played for the good years and some shit years. You know, a lot of shit years, some good. But, like, he was underappreciated, and uh, at least the NFL saw his value for what he provided. So it was cool to see him get in the Hall of Fame, guy from Wisconsin. So mm -hmm. Joe Thomas also has his own beer. I think you can get it from, uh, what's that brewery in Cleveland? Is it Great Lakes? Or is it, you know what I'm talking about? Like, Great Lakes Brewery? I think that one's in Illinois. There's there's one of them in Cleveland, you know, and like because they, they all the Erie. 
They all like they all have like the like lakefront maybe I don't know lakefront that's in Milwaukee. Milwaukee so maybe it is Great Lakes and it's Great Lakes Brewery. Mm. It's like he has like his like number seventy three Kolsch or something that you can get there so mm. it's kind of cool. And this is so random but I didn't know where to put this in here. This is a lineman yell. Hear this. <laughs> so this this actually got famous <laughs> a couple of years ago. So this was Quentin Nelson plays for the Colts. Quentin Nelson. As a rookie, when he fucking pancaked a guy, that's the noise he even hit off the line. Like, he got caught up in a mic'd up thing. And I'm like, I think Pat McAfee's like, holy fuck, dude. <laughs> but he watched the video of the clip, like, dude just fucking pancaked a guy. Like, and not a lot of people appreciate offensive linemen because they just all they do is block. But realistically, for your quarterback to be a star, you got to have a good line yeah. to protect him. And when you can pancake a guy being an offense, that's huge. When you can knock a big defensive guy out of his ass. Well, not to, um, I, don't have, I, don't, I don't have Joe Thomas in, uh, Josh doesn't have them either, but I watched a lot of videos on offensive linemen because they don't, like you said, they don't get a lot of uh, publicity. It's not a glamorous position. Um, there's no stats to keep track of, you know. Um, and there's other, there's so much going on on the line that you, you can't really make out what they're doing, you know. You, you focus on the running back, the quarterback, and the linemen are kind of a forgotten entity. But uh, if you watch some highlights of like linemen like John, Han- John Hanna, from the New England Patriots back in the day, uh, dude, was it, you got him? Nope. Uh, I don't. I don't have him either. And I didn't. I didn't. I didn't put a lot of linemen on my list uh, here. But there's there's good ones out there. Uh, Larry Allen was a monster. But yeah, they they don't get the recognition they should. And that's a it's a it's a tough that's a tough that's hard. job to make your living that way. Because yeah, even my experience playing football too, it's like because you got to get like inside like the numbers here like with the chest like you gotta like because if you're outside the numbers or like the arm like you're no matter what even if like you just touch like their shoulder holding you know they'll call that shit every time mm-hmm. i remember i got so we our school sucked for varsity football but i got moved up at a freshman out of varsity because my size um because the, the starting center got hurt and ironically this it was a big compliment to me uh toot my own horn make myself sound cool but i thought it was pretty cool being a freshman on varsity where like the quarterback for varsity actually died a couple of years ago some mysterious and uh, scott so god bless him uh wherever you're at joe but anyways um he told me he liked me snapping the ball better than the guy they had as a freshman yeah oh yeah which was pretty cool he, yeah i got fucked with a lot but i remember yeah starting uh yep and then like some of the guys are way more like i worked out a lot like i like i was in decent shape you know as a, as a freshman but like a lot of other kids in one of schools are just fucking beasts and if i couldn't block them I'd go to my knees and fucking chop lock up me to go and then just fucking trip them with my shoulder pads because I guess they're too big. I'm like, fuck, I'm going down. I remember too, like, uh, like uh, after a snap on the ball, like there's like a certain running plays ever to protect like the quarterback of the running back. How we used to do that, just do that chop lock shit and stuff. And then I remember it pissed a lot of guys off too, like and then fucking talk shit. And it's like, uh, I thought it was kind of cool because I was just a freshman. All these guys are talking shit to me. I thought it was kind of funny. And I remember getting in fights too, like so. When I got moved up to varsity, when the starting center got hurt, or whatever, like somebody goes like, uh, like, oh, I'm Justin Lyons. I think I'm so cool because I'm on fucking varsity now. I'm real big, big fucking guy on campus or something. One of the kids. Your like, teammates say? Yeah, yeah, he was a junior, I think, at the time. And I just like, I don't like getting like shit talked at all. So I, I remember ripping off my helmet, like, let's fucking go then. I remember running laps, and I just went after him, fucking tackled him, and started going at him. Like, I don't know. I just, I'm not that way now. But I was just like, I didn't like getting disrespected and. The coaches had to separate us and stuff, and I was trying to rip his helmet off. I'm like, that's bullshit. If I rip mine off, dude, rip your helmet off if we're fighting. Dude, take your helmet off, too. But, uh, so, yeah, we were kind of like in a, just a, you know, I was on top of him. I remember the coaches broke it up, but we were like, hey, knock that shit off. I mean, it's not going to fucking happen here. 
But we had respect for each other after. That's like that's a guy thing, maybe in general. After you fight, like you're cool and there's no grudges. But yeah, yeah, he realized that I'm I'm not that way. And I think I'm cool because I'm on varsity. But like I didn't put up with this bullshit. And so yeah, I remember just fucking you know fist to cuffs and we're fine after that. So. Oh yeah, because he's got his ass kicked, so he was like, "You're an alpha male now." <laughs> I don't know if I kicked his ass because the coach was kind of intervened first, but it's like uh, you're on top. That's a win in my book. Yeah, that was like 20 plus years ago. Well, what school did you go to? Polk High. Right, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> small school, small school. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're fucking terrible for football now. But the new coach, I like. They finally won a game, so. Uh, if you want to know what school I went to, my alma mater, email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com. So, uh, do you want to do one more professor tea here quick? Before I take a quick break. Mm-hmm. I'm on number uh, 13 for me. Yeah, 13, let's go. Movie uh, based on true story, but a high school football team from, uh, I think it was... Uh, what was it from? from? From Texas. I remember. I can't name the uh, school. The the town. Uh, Permian. 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 Yeah. Permian. Permian. Yeah. Uh, Odessa, Texas. Permian Odessa, Panthers. Texas. Right on. Yeah, that was a uh, yeah. They were um, Billy Bob Thornton, the coach. Is that the one we were talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Booby Miles. Mm. Yep. Knees fine, coach. I can play. The hell you can, son. Back, 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 gone. So close. I, I have it for number nine, Friday Night Lights. Uh, well, I have it, yep, for 13. Josh has it for number two on his list. He must really like that one. Yeah. Lucas Black. Dude, that was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I remember, uh, so I remember we were talking about this way a couple months ago. Yeah, we're gonna list together. What gets me on this is like uh, just a discrepancy with uh, Hollywood and the timing of the '80s. So, beginning of the movie, okay, the, the cars are right, the music's good because I remember you got some uh, Motley Crue playing at the beginning of the movie a little bit when they're at that driving or whatever. But, so later on, is you know gets the, when they get the big game against uh, Dallas Carter or Carter, however you say it, for that state playoff game. All the kids on Carter have like Oakley visors and shit because you can t- tell because it has like the little Oakley logo on the helmet on the side. And I'm like, dude, Oakley ne- never partnered with the NFL until like 2018 before it became official, I think. Like, I think you could get Oakley the visors, but it wasn't like the, the, like it wasn't like, relevant at all back then. So yeah. I was just, I was kind of funny. Like, that was, that, that was my only complaint with the movie was that, and that's being pretty cynical. And they were playing, uh, the music they were playing. Like right before that game too, like in the background of the movie, that was way too of a modern song. I'm like, what well, sucks is because you had all like the '80s rock songs throughout that movie, and then you play some modern like fucking rock song from the movie Crank or something, and I'm like, whoa, dude. Plus, I think in the movie they had them playing for the state title, and they lost. That, that was like the sectionals mm-hmm. in real life. Mm-hmm. But uh, hmm. I was gonna say something else. Oh, these boys are having the time of their lives. Hmm. That's probably a different, different movie. I know what you're talking yeah, about. No. <laughs> Same state. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck Kilmer. Yeah. Um, my 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 player was a linebacker from the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Who um also had his career cut short uh, uh, from a from an accident. 
but uh, Derek Thomas. God's good pick, dude. Doing it. When I was a kid, so his his playing days were when I was about 12, 13, 14, like, mm-hmm. he, you know, 89 through, well, I wasn't 12 and 89, but I was 10. He played from 89 to... Fucking 10. 10, 10. I knew he was a 10. Um, Fucking 10. Yeah, he was he was best destined to be one of the, probably overtake uh, Lawrence Taylor. So, like, I'll give you the numbers. Derek Thomas played 11 years. 532 tackles, 126 sacks, 44 forced fumbles, four touchdowns. Lawrence Taylor played 13 years, 1,000 tackles, 142 sacks, nine picks, two touchdowns, 33 forced fumbles. So maybe not in the tackle department, but in the sacks department in two years, could he have gotten 20 20 sacks in two years? Absolutely. Without a doubt. And I think he probably would have played another probably four or five more years after. Oh, easily. So... Just one of those things where it's like, yeah, Lawrence Taylor is considered the best linebacker, you know. Ask Joe Theismann. (laughs) The irony, though, the irony is with Joe Theismann. Dude, I saw that thing about the the fucking uh, same day. Alex Smith? Yeah. That's crazy. Is it? He was in Joe Theismann's in the stadiums the same day, the same fucking field. Um, That was like... That makes me wonder though, like, cause you see, uh, you hear all these like conspiracy theories. Oh, NFL's rigged or football's rigged and all those, cause it's, all the deals they got in Vegas now. But when something like, what are the chances, Joe Theismann? And do you know Alex Smith's middle name? Blech. Don't tell me it's Joe. Taylor. No shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> no, just kidding. So both quarterbacks got the same injury. Yeah. On the same day. Yeah. That's, that's... Like, there's no way, like... I don't know, for me, like, that... I like I could see, like, a cons- like, I don't know, that's too much of a conspiracy, to be honest with you, because, okay, like, like the same injury, even the same injury happening to Alex Smith that did Joe Theismann from the, you know, left tackle, not doing their job. Like, okay, that, like, that's like a once-in-a-lifetime thing to happen, maybe, if it would happen with anybody... But then Joe Theismann be in the stadium. Okay, that's even way more. Like, really, what are the chances? But same fucking day. Come, like, something ain't fucking right with that. That's and just me. they both played on the same team. Oh, yeah. 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 So it's like the too Red many Skins. coincidences. And then I forgot to add for my movie for Friday Night Lights for my player. Oh, you don't have Derek Thomas? No, but I got... Peyton Hillis? I got Peyton Hillis. Yep. Running back, the Cleveland Browns, and later to be Kansas City Chiefs, Peyton Ellis. He had a short career. I think he could have been, had ridiculous numbers. Didn't he end up on the cover of Madden once? Yep. Madden, I, I had the Madden. Oh, I didn't have. That's when like, the Madden curse started coming because guys were getting, like their careers were ending after go, going on the cover. Yeah. What year was Peyton Ellis on the Madden cover? I think it was 2011, but I could be wrong. I think it was 2008. 2011. According to Wikipedia, <laughs> in 2011, Hillis won a nationwide vote which put him on the cover of EA Sports Madden NFL 12 video game. Oh, look, we got the same jersey. <laughs> so I was right with the 2011, but it was Madden 12, yep. No shit. Yep. 
All right, so we're going to take a quick break here. Um, I don't, like, I think we're a little past our halfway point looking at how the matches are going to line up here. So we're going to quick get our beverages refilled. Maybe write our name in the bathroom wall, I don't know. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email, email us at movieprofessors at gmx.com or hit up Salt City Candles on the face pages. We'd love to hear from you. You can win some free swag from the Salt City Studios. Or, you know, maybe a chance to tell us to go fuck ourselves, like I said. But you got to let us know or we can't help you. We'll be back. And the movie professors are back to come to our final conclusion of our top 20 football movie slash top 20 favorite NFL players of all time. I know, you're like, wow, this show's taking forever. Well, if you got a problem with us, that's a tough shit, but if you made this far, great. I'm making emails at movieprofessors.gmx.com or check out us on the face pages or the Sada City Candle Studio. And Professor T would be love to hook you up, maybe with some of his uh, special Christmas or his Christmas special candles or something. Or if you're an asshole, you know, non-denominational holiday winter candles, you know. But mm -hmm. tough shit is Christmas. Get over it. Or if you're a wet bandit, you could probably break in and steal some. Mm-hmm. So where we left off here. Well, I, had to, I had got to add a player in for... Uh, yeah, yeah, so he forgot a player, so let's just say it quick. It's all right, dude. You can just say it. I know. I'm trying to swallow a chunk of pretzel. <clears throat> um, yeah, for my number 17 player, uh, I skipped over him, but I had Deion Sanders. Oh, so <laughs> prime time. Let yeah. me tell you something about prime. I got, prime? A rookie, I got his rookie card from the Falcons somewhere. Oh, when he had that jerry curl? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, Falcons had the red helmets back then, like it was 89. Yeah, they should bring them back. Oh. Yeah, those are cool. Um, so actually, Deion Sanders was under my Longest Yard movie. Oh. So Deion Sanders, uh, so obviously, like I said, I was a Cowboy fan as a kid in the early 90s. So one year for my birthday, so you know you get you know birthday money. I went to Toys R Us, you know, because I wanted to you know get a video game for the Genesis. So there's this football game here. It's called Prime Time, or Deion Sanders Prime Time Football. It's called Deion Sanders in the cover, wearing his um little bandana, you know, blue bandana, and then you know rocking the cowboy jersey, the football on. I think he had the eyes by black on too. And I'm like, wow, dude, that looks freaking cool. I'm gonna buy that. And that was a, it was a hard football game to play. Think of like Madden, but like the players, it's a pain in the ass for them to catch the ball. And the only time to get yards, you got to run the ball, pretty much. But that was the first Sega Genesis game where you could talk shit in the game. So you line up on defense, you hit the C button, and the, and the, the computer gets up, whatever the player you are. And it goes like, this is my turf, you know, or I own you. Ha, <laughs> can't take the heat. But it's all like Deion Sanders fucking voiceovers, though. Oh. It's, it's just, it's great, though. <laughs> There's some other like ones where it's like it, it was funny for the time, but like it was pretty progressive for the game. So yeah, oh, that's yeah. a cool feature though. Yeah, yeah. And you could relocate football teams too. They had like season loads or whatever, but you could relocate football teams ever because I used to keep putting the Packers in Vegas or something. Mm -hmm. Or I did. I remember putting the Browns in Vegas too once or something. But it was just oh, you were quite the. I guess like back then I, Adwine, yeah, like, was the back then. Yeah, this team and yeah, the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of feel bad for the city of Oakland, but they never put money in their sports. It seems like so. I well, don't know. No, 
But I mean, a lot of that goes back to Mark. I mean, Mark Davis is a knucklehead. No, well, Al Davis, know. like if the late Al Davis was still alive, I bet you'd be Oakland Raiders without a doubt because he was diehard Oakland everything. So, and the family takes over, the kids take over. Obviously, shh, mm-hmm. there goes the neighborhood. Yeah, I bet that's the best way to sum it up. Mm-hmm. Browns Raiders connection. Hugh Jackson. Never Hugh Jackson. He was so that hard knocks we watched with the the Bob Wiley. That was that Hugh Jackson was the coach. Mm. For the Raiders, not the Raiders. But he wasn't the Raiders before that, but no, Hugh Jackson was coaching the Browns back then. Mm. And the crazy thing is, like, the year before that, they didn't win any games. He didn't even get fired. <laughs> <laughs> he got fired after that, but, like, the next year, because they didn't win. They weren't that good. Right. Well, that's, I mean, that's, that's being loyal, though. If you can't mm. win a game and you still have a job, yeah, that's giving you a second chance. Yeah. I don't know too many coaches in a job, professional job that could do that. Football, you're, you're not given a really long leash. But if oh, you yeah. can't win a single baseball game, I mean, you're not going to last halfway through the season. But. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, they have about 162 games. But one thing I want to point out, though, I don't know, because, like, I've heard the debate, too, with football coaches. Like, if you can't win, fuck them. Get rid of them. Uh, I have a hard time with that a little bit. I don't know. That's just maybe I'm different. I'm wired different. I don't know, because that's what Packer fans about, you know, Jordan Love, to give him some time. But, like, uh, Chicago Bears are notorious for going through quarterbacks and coaches. And I don't, I don't know, like, where you draw the line, though, too, because – you know, with college football, it takes a couple of years to get your recruits in, you know. So they're going to suck. Because, like, whoever had their empire built before to retire on good terms, a lot of guys transfer out. You know, sometimes, okay, I don't want to be a part of this. Or it's like, no, it's, it, do, it doesn't mesh or all the good players graduate, and it takes you three or four years to get the players you want in there. So it takes time. And that's, you only got a 12-week season. So I, I know that's kind of a tough gig. And then for the NFL, like, like those coaches, obviously it's an 18-week season now, but... I just feel like the Bears, though, they just give their coaches, like, like no time. Like, that uh, was it Nagy or whatever? Like, I thought Nagy was a good coach for the Bears. You know, like, I think he was really putting shit together, and they fucking canned him. But it just seemed like, you know, every year a new coach almost for the fucking Bears. I'm not a Bears fan, obviously, but it's just I kind of feel for him. And then when's the last time the Bears had a fucking quarterback, too? Yeah. Fucking Jim McMahon or, or uh, Jeff George? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, <laughs> I, I know that's a stretch. But, like, okay. Uh, what's his name uh, from uh, Crybaby? Uh, Cutler? Cutler, yeah. Cutler was just a fucking crybaby the whole time. I think Kyle Orton had some bear ties for a while, too. Yeah. But, like, yeah, they haven't really had, like, well, Justin Fields, okay, I'm impressed by him right now for bear-wise. But overall, like, I remember, was it the after they had the Mitch Trubisky and the Mike Lennon thing? Like, it's just, how many times, like, do you get, like, just bust after bust after bust? And it's like, okay, spoiler, people here, if you know nothing about football or not, you can't take no fucking kid out of college and expect them to be awesome in the NFL. It very rarely happens. Like there's maybe a handful. But they look at they look at teams like Kansas City. They look at teams you know like like Mahomes or something. Mahomes. Well, but you had like you had already offense built up already. You already had like, you had all the other positions filled. You already had Cal- like you already were stacked. Well, Andy Reid is a coach that's got a fucking resume. That's wasn't he a quarterbacks coach all too at one time? Exactly. You know that's but he had he had all the right tools there. But it's just I feel like a lot of quarterback. It's tough though. Like I think though like. Aaron Rodgers and his, like, I'll say something nice about him. He had enough time to develop, though, you know, where he was good. And he had the greatest spread for Brett Favre, you know. You know he's like, Rick God, you know. Yeah, that was trying to make fun of, do that kill and Madden thing for you there. But. Oh, you're Marvin the Martian. Yeah. You know who um, who sat on the bench and developed into a good quarterback and sat behind one of the best of all time? Steve Young. Yep, Steve Young. Mm-hmm. Yep, no. 
Oh, we got technical difficulties. I'll, uh, I'll get the show going. Get the show going. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I left off with me with the... Uh, where the hell was I? Did I leave off? So I'm on... You just did... I did Friday Night Lights. Yep. There. For 13. <clears throat> I'll go to Justin's. Or, I mean, Josh's. Josh Thompson. Yeah. His number 12, because uh, he had Blindside for 13. He's on number 12 for him. He's got the movie. Oh, this is good. This is a good one. The Program. The Program. Mm-hmm. Are you hurt or are you injured? James Kane. No, I don't have that one. That's a good pick, though. <laughs> you don't have that one? No, I don't. I got it for number seven. Ah, uh, that's a good pick. What do you got for a player? For a player, he's got Kelvin Johnson. Megatron. I don't have Megatron either. Good pick. Good pick. I don't have Megatron either. But I have. Uh, so for me, so we're on tr- number ten here. So I got. To, it's a Christian film. Cause I, leave it to me. I have a Christian film. I got Facing the Giants. You know. Mm. Or it's a, or a football coach, I think it's a high school football coach, where the odds are just stacked against them, kind of pretty much, and they're the laughing stock of their uh, conference kind of thing, but can you bring the team together? I don't know. But it's, it's good Christian values. <laughs> Bless you, good film. And then, ironically, or I, I perfectly placed Reggie White, the soul man, for, uh-huh. number, for that pick as well, for my player. So Reggie White. Reggie White's? I do have him. And, um, oh, Josh got him too. He's actually got him for his number 12. That's a good pick, good pick. There we go. Uh, keeping it moving. So, shit, I'm already down to number three pretty much. I got to read a couple players in between, but I'm down to number three really. It would be wise. Dang. So I'll read some my players off here, but I got no movies. All right, go. Uh, number 11 movie for me, uh, Invincible. With, with the Pepali. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Dick Vermeil was the coach, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Great pick. Nope, I do not have that. I got it. Dang, Josh, dang. He doesn't have Invincible either? No, he does. He's got it for number 10. Of course he would. Josh Dobson. Pretty much matched. Uh, Every movie. It's almost a full full uh, spread here. Yeah. My player is, uh, oh man, this guy. Probably the last of the great, um... Free safeties that we'll uh, ever see. Troy Polamalu. A good pick. Don't have him. Head and shoulders guy. Uh, I know he's on your rival Steelers, but uh, yeah, probably that's why. Yeah. Great and, hair. Probably one of the best hairs in the NFL. Yeah. Josh or uh, Josh doesn't have Troy Polamalu's. Or what does he have for a movie? For a movie, he's got number eleven. He's got a Gridiron Gang. Great honorable mention for me. Uh, I didn't like that movie. The Rock and the Troubled Kids. No, yeah, not feeling it. Exhibit. I don't think so. Uh, no, it's not that right. It's a rental. I'd say it's a rental. Mm-hmm. For his player. Mm-hmm. Oops. For his player, he's got Ronnie Lott. Ah, the great Ronnie Lott played for San Francisco. And I do have Ronnie Lott. Well, that's too. a good pick. I don't have a lot of linebackers for you. Ronnie Lott was a state safety. I thought he was a linebacker. I don't. Know. He's a big dude. Nope. Ronnie Lott has finger cut off during the game. <laughs> Right on the sidelines. Oh, right on the sidelines. His pinky finger. <clears throat> all right. So uh, moving on. So I guess I get my. I got some. All my movies are picked here, but I'll name my players. For number seven, I had Tim Tebow. Oh boy. That's a no for me. <clears throat> no go on the Tebow. Get it? Yeah. No. No. I just like because obviously the Christian values. The dude's a hell of an athlete. Big build. Um, yeah, he wasn't designed for the NFL, but 
Um, I just thought he was a, just a, like the way he he was a, how he conducted himself and stuff. I think he was a good guy, just a good old good round, round guy. I would gladly wear his jersey anywhere. To be honest with you, like Tim Tebow role model. So professional baseball though, he played some minor league baseball too. He could fucking smack that ball. Dude's built like a brick shit also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's not built like a quarterback. No, he's built like a fucking fullback. Mm -hmm. I probably been a better fit for him to be honest with you. Yeah, like goal line offense, dude. He'd be oh, too late now. All right, so on you. Uh, <clears throat> I forgot to name a player for uh, the number 12 uh, Little Giants when I had Charles Woodson. A great honorable mention, don't have it. Neither does uh, Josh Dobson. Also played for the Green Bay Packers and then the Raiders. Uh, <clears throat> number 10 movie pick, um, Al Pacino, head coach of the uh, Sharks. <sighs> Yep, that was like I, I don't I didn't have the audio and it's six minutes long. Oh, that speech. Yeah, but that like that's a good speech. So like if you made it this far in the show and you made it like definitely YouTube you know any given Sunday football speech Al Pacino that's the greatest speech for life in general. Good motivational speech. It gets you fired up for anything in life. So definitely recommend you know. In front of your face. <laughs> I'm, I'm too old. I can't win. Cap Rooney is the quarterback of the team. Willie Beeman is a flash in the pan. <laughs> That was good. That was good. So I got it for number three for my movie. Oh, you do? Yep. And I already had the player matched because it was Mike Allstadt. So. Yep. So we got. So we're, already, we're at fifty percent for movies already. I already got ten. Josh has it number five. Damn. And even Sunday. <clears throat> okay, so I guess the uh, professor to you. I guess for Josh Dobson's the next movie. Josh Dobson's next movie. Uh, all the right moves, man. That son of a bitch. No, I don't have that one. I do. Number two for me. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie. And Pipe Bulldogs. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Oh, that's a good pick. So if I, if we're moving on for no, some selling players here for number six. <laughs> we're doing like the two-minute drill here. Yeah, we're doing a two-minute drill offense here. You got to get going? Uh, run, running short on time. Running short on time. We got about a couple minutes here. <laughs> Forget about it. But I got uh, another lineman here. I got an offensive guy. I got Adam Timmerman. <laughs> number 63. <laughs> My grandpa liked Adam Timmerman. He's a big football guy. So. Oh, man. Yeah. Hey, good pick then. No, he didn't make my list. Good lineman. Dobson's. Yeah, being a lineman from experience, I can appreciate a good lineman. So. Yeah, take Fuzzy Thurston. Uh, number nine for me, um, The Last Boy Scout. That's a good pick. Don't have it. Nope. Neither does Job Stop. Josh Dobson. Doesn't have it either. My football player for number nine is Ladanian Tomlinson. That's a good pick. LT. LT. Another LT. Man. For the judges, dude, the guy could run like a beast. Run like a beast, a fantasy fucking monster for about three years uh, straight. We're number one pick, guaranteed. Oh yeah, without, oh, you man. might win the league if you have him on your team. Oh yeah, no, like over AP. Hashtag watch out for the switch. Um, okay, so what do you got for what is uh Josh Jobson? Yeah. Josh Jobson's got uh, skipped that one, matched up. He's up to number seven. He's got Brian Song. Brian Song. I thought, oh, I do actually have that for number 13. I do have Brian Song for number 13. Oh, yeah? I forgot about that movie completely. So Brian Song, and I got Brian Erlacher for my pick for that one. Oh, okay, Bears. And he's got for his player, uh, he, yeah, yeah, Bears too. He's got uh, Dick Buckus. You no, know, another Bear. You, you got <clears throat> Brian Song at all? Number 71, Gail Sayers? I don't have uh, Brian Song, but I do have Dick Buckus. Oh, Dick Buckus. Rest in peace. Recently passed away. Yep. Good pick. Yep, so October I can't believe, 5th. Yeah, I couldn't miss that one. I missed that one. I'm a little embarrassed that I had that in there. 
So then uh, I'll add quick that I'm at number five for players. I got Clay Claymaker, Clay Matthews, number 52 from the Green Bay Packers. Later played for the Rams. Really? Yeah, Claymaker. I liked him. Mm-hmm. He's a beast. His hair wasn't as good as Troy Palomar's. No. But it was close. Mm-hmm. Um, number eight for me, the movie. Uh, talked about this one before uh, in a few podcasts. Lucas. Oh, the coming of age film for, uh, sadly. Corey, from, yeah. yeah, the rape of two Corys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's. I never look at uh, Charlie Sheen the same way after that movie. Yep. Who do you got for a player? Uh, I already matched it. I had Reggie White. Okay, what does Josh Dobson have? Josh Dobson, for his movies, got We Are Marshall. Oh, that's a good pick. Hashtag Randy Moss, but no. Mm-hmm. Who's he got for a player? For a player, he's got Anthony Munoz. Nope. No. <clears throat> number four. Good offensive lineman, though. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think I would have, but no, I got number four. I got, actually got. It was with the water bottle. I got John Elway for number four. John Elway. Oh, he's got him for number eight. First player pick. That's my second player match with him so far. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> All right, I need Professor T. Uh, okay, up to my number five movie. Um, I skipped. Uh, I skipped. Well, I'll go back to my number number seven uh, player because I don't want to skip players. Uh, I have uh, Bo Jackson, number seven. Bo no Tecmo, good. I don't have Bo Jackson. I'm embarrassed. Uh, he he falls in the category of guy's career could have been everywhere. Could've been. He did every sport. That's his thing. Four years, that fucking nasty hip injury wrecked his. Yep, some underwear ad too. I don't know. Underwear ad, but I mean the guy put. After Michael Jordan, the guy put Nike on a fucking next level. Mm, for oil, yeah, without a doubt. Nike cross trainers? Yeah, oh yeah. It's everybody had them after him. Mm. But I got for number two here, one of the greatest movies of all time, with, uh, what's his name, Sean Astin, from uh, from the fight in Irish there, uh, Notre Dame, or Notre Dame mm-hmm. for an asshole. I got uh, Rudy for number two. That was Josh's number one. That was for you, Dad. You're welcome. I got Rudy. And then I got JJ Watt for my player. Okay. I had I we all had uh, Rudy. So okay. Good. Um, no JJ Watt though. No JJ Watt. Uh, number number six was a movie I matched with. I had a player Barry Sanders. Oh, okay. one of the greatest running backs of all time. Yep. For the Detroit Lions, yeah, good pick. Josh had Barry Sanders. I don't have him. Uh, my movie number three, I have Varsity Blues. Oh, so close! I got it for number one. I got Varsity Blues. Back, 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 gone. Yeah, that was my number one, Varsity Blues. Josh had Varsity Blues for his number three. I've golden match with Josh probably like four times. Yeah, I never saw that coming. So yeah. then, then my player, I got Leroy Butler. The oh, first, the, okay. pack, the Packer that invented the Lambo leap, mm-hmm. leap into the stands. My player, I had Walter Payton. Will you go to prom with me, Miss Davis? Oh, Billy Bob. I like you it. feeling all right? Mm. I'll be all right. I like it. Didn't, didn't, um, he fucking hit the dude in the face there. Like, well, I know he hit his dad and his dad was talking shit, mocks him, but then he hit one. I don't know if he hit the official in the face for calling it a bad game or something like that or one other player, some other team. Oh, no, he threw it, he threw it at the mascot. I think he threw the yeah. football at the mascot. And then he's like, hey, hey. oh. <laughs> didn't realize. <laughs> like, his dad was laughing. He's like, oh. <laughs> Toss me one, son. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dad, you're gonna fall on the barbecue. <laughs> he is. He is a chicken. Oh, uh, so Josh is all done with his movies. I have one more movie left. So we got twelve out of twenty for us for me. 
<laughs> I way undercut this one. Yeah, and then for players, we have exactly seven, which I called. Dang. Yeah. Take yourself a fucking old style for that. Yeah, now I'm all if out. You had one. Yep. Well, my number two player didn't get named Lawrence Taylor. And Josh doesn't, Josh doesn't name Lawrence Taylor. I'm surprised. Um, and then my number one movie is Wildcats. Wildcats. Oh, yeah, with the Woody Harrelson thing <laughs> with that bad clip where you became black and white and all in White one. Woody versus Black Woody after yeah. he caught the ball back to White Woody after he stands yeah, up. Yeah, that was a great movie, Wildcats. And then um, Josh has got some players that weren't named by anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, his number one was Don Hudson. Oh, okay, Packers. And his number three was uh, Emmett Smith. Good pick. I can't believe I did have him. Uh, I can because I couldn't stand him. Yeah. Uh, number six, Deacon Jones. This is number seven is Gail Sayers. Oh, yeah, the Bears. Oh, and he did hit, hit well over Peyton. And um, that's it. What do you got for number one movie? Oh, Wildcats. Who was your player for number one? Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice probably got you. I knocked you already. I already took me out. Yeah. I didn't really rank. Well, I guess I mean I ranked the players, but there was there were so many that I felt like I left off the left off the list, you know? Yeah, definitely. So. Well, that... Uh, Guess, uh, that was a speed round, man. You yeah. had you, you, you cranked it into fifth gear. Yep, so. This concludes Movie Professor's uh, top 20 favorite football movies of all time and top favorite uh, football players. So I hope that you enjoy the show. Any questions, comments, or concerns, or maybe a chance, maybe if you'd like to have a PDF of the list or a typed file, uh, <laughs> you, can, you can email us at movieprofessors.gmx.com you know, for, uh, for the archives. Anything you want to add, Professor T? Um, nope, not uh, not for this show. That was fun to do. Glad. Thanks. I want to thank Josh for playing along. Josh Dobson, yeah. And uh, you know, that upcoming month, next month, we got a real special treat for everybody. It's gonna be hit, hitting you hard. Uh, it's gonna be December full of bangers. Yeah. If you like eggnog, uh, get ready. So. Warriors. With that, class dismissed. <laughs>